0: Boy, do we have reason to pitch. Uh, although, I, I don't know. How do you look at this? Uh, would you say that, you know the Panthers made progress by right. making it into the second round of the NHL Stanley Cup chase? Uh, now, you have to win four rounds to win the thing, so pretty far off. Uh, they did get out of the first round for the first time, but didn't look too comfortable doing it, no. did they? Didn't they, they, they look, look like them. somebody that had to go to the bathroom the entire time <laughs> they were sitting at dinner? <laughs> Didn't want to get up because exactly. they want to go take a dump in a public bathroom uh, while eating dinner there. And, you know, that gets a little obnoxious. And then you come out of the stall and there's somebody else in the bathroom. And they're just combing their hair. And they're like, whoa, man, get a little fiber in your diet. Why don't you? I mean, <laughs> try some wheat. Anything. The
1: time. Wake up with Defoe. Joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defoe Show.
0: And a very pleasant good morning, everybody, on this fine Thursday. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby-Lubitz with you. Happy to be alongside here uh, for the Depot Show, another edition of the Depot Show. Uh, normally, we would have uh, a good portion of the program dedicated to the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. And I know while well, we have challenge players chomping at the bin, I-, I believe Lenny the Chronic made special arrangements to get back from his uh, visit to Saratoga, which <laughs> God, on the phone begs the magic question. Why would anybody go to Saratoga when the racetrack wasn't open? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you want to go to God, to Hey, upstate New York area. It's pretty. It's a nice change if you grew up in a city. I remember when I first went to uh, the campus there at Syracuse University, which I hadn't visited before I uh, actually started attending the school because uh, it was a last minute thing. I got in there. I had uh, applied to like three colleges, one, the University of Florida, which is very reluctant to accept out of state applicants. And they were at that time. They had a very small percentage of -of out-of-state applicants. And it would have been a big mistake to uh, make that move. Although, let's face it, it would be nice to have, uh, you know, spent my college years in Florida, certainly from a weather standpoint, far superior to anything that we got in Syracuse, New York, which is right smack dab in the middle. It's not quite as bad as Buffalo, but the snow belt are are the two words that you hear most often during the wintertime when people are cursing at the sky. (laughs) "Eh, Fuck you, God. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't mean to be sacrilegious there, but I mean you're, you're cursing out the creator saying, uh, how could they possibly ever conceive of weather this cruel, th- this harsh? You know, if you were in Alaska, maybe you expect it. Uh, Siberia, maybe you expect it. But Syracuse, New York, you're thinking this is a few hours outside of New York City. It isn't like this in New York. Not at all. But uh, nice countryside uh, area. I mean, uh, Saratoga is closer to Albany, New York. Uh, than it is to Syracuse, which is about midway through that uh, dreadful ride on the uh, New York three-way, as uh, you go west, 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 and further west, and then you realize, hell, I'm almost in Canada. What the (laughs) hell am I doing here? No one wants to end up in Buffalo either, but... uh, I, I, I remember going there and thinking, "Wow, it's beautiful here," but but Saratoga would be the last place I would want to visit at any time, uh, unless of course I, I was going there to, uh, you know, take in uh, the races at uh, Saratoga, which is I think uh, a thing that a lot of South Floridians uh, end up doing. It's amazing how often, you know, you go to the track and, and uh, you talk to somebody you hadn't seen for a week or so, maybe they missed their usual Friday session, and uh, they say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we were at Toga. Ah, oh, great time, unbelievable." But uh, Lenny was making his way back. Uh, he had a flight delay. He was hustling to try and get here to play the Hylia Park Trivia Challenge. And then uh, late last night, a scratch from Dave Gurgle's Gurgle. He, he, he told me he wasn't it wasn't on today. him.
2: He, it's been a hectic week uh, the last couple of weeks. So he, he threw it at me like two weeks ago. Oh, two weeks um, ago. Or, la- or maybe last week he threw it at me. And then usually I get a text from him during the week just letting me know that he's in. And I never heard from him. So no. I was like, okay, let me reach out just to make sure that he's in. And it went the other way. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I would have come up with a few questions. Uh, I, know you I know would you have, have known been, this, I'm sorry. Uh, Mike Luby-Lubitz. but uh, when you told me at two minutes to seven, I thought, all uh, right. Uh, so, what was the first team that Joe Madden ever managed?
2: There you go. Did he manage? I don't know the answer it, to that. Wasn't it the race?
0: Well, I don't in the, in the, in pros I, I'm talking about okay, maybe minor league, what was his first oh God, ever managerial okay. stint well, whoever knows that answer you're going to win the prize <laughs> you'll know more than we the do the prize I mean all you got to do is google it which I'm about to do Andy's so that got, so we can Andy's, confirm Andy's, that uh, whoever it is post. that offers this up you know gets it right but uh, anyway, um, and Andy says he, he, he's volunteered to uh, pop up some questions. I, I could go recycle some of those old questions. I know I had, you it's all right. But I really don't want to do that. Uh, so uh, right. we'll, we'll pay tribute to Hylia Park in other ways today. Uh, they long. are not great. And, and I was just thinking as, uh, you know, I was getting ready to uh, host what I thought was going to be the Hylia Park trivia challenge. That, uh, wow, what wonderful people, man. I, I can't tell you how much respect I have for these people and the fact that they have backed us no matter what we've done. All throughout the years, and uh, to be able to reciprocate that in in even the slightest way by advocating that you make your plans to go down to Hylia Park, uh, I I can't tell you how great it is uh, until you experience it. It's kind of like Italy, right? Where now that I've been there, I know what people were talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before that, it always sounded good, uh, but now that I've been there, not only do I know what people were talking about, but I know how I want to approach it the next time to uh, maximize my enjoyment. Of uh, being in that country. And uh, it's the same thing with Hylia Park. Right, When you get down there, you realize, wow, this place is really doing it right. A far cry from that James Bond like atmosphere that we had at the casino in Venice, mm. which, what was I doing there in the first place? You would have to My ask question. yourself. <laughs> Nobody in sweatshirts. I mean, uh, the boys at the uh, <laughs> Borgata would not be allowed anywhere near this place, right? With the gold chains and the sweatsuits. You know, the quasi-mafia uh, guys uh, that are over there in the corner reminiscing about the good old days.
3: Yeah, yeah, I
2: know when Joe got whacked. I know who did <laughs> it.
0: Uh, who do you like in the fifth? <laughs> I enjoyed that atmosphere also, but uh, th- this was uh, a far cry from that. Highly apart, just a beautiful place to go. Keep it in mind at all times, uh, especially Belmont Stakes coming up tomorrow on our Degenerate Friday show. We'll have Kate and Bradar. we we'll had a chance to uh, get a little advance notice on what Kate thinks about the Belmont Stakes, which uh, came up a little bit dull, Luby. Mm. Now, I'm hoping it creates some uh, post-race and during-race excitement because it doesn't seem like there is much buzz. There's no chance uh, for a Triple Crown winner because Rich Strike, who won the Kentucky Derby at odds of 80-1 to 1 and could have written a real Cinderella story, a Don Quixote story here. I mean, you can hear the man of La Mancha screaming in your head. But uh, skip the Preakness uh, because the uh, connection said that Uh, probably wasn't ready to race two weeks later at a mile and three sixteenths. And that certainly is uh, an opinion, an approach to be respected. If they had the interest, imagine this, the interest of the athlete in mind, (laughs) in this case, a horse, as opposed to uh, just uh, a money grab. I mean, what would this horse have been worth? They got him for $30,000. Had he uh, ended up winning a triple crown, which uh, he doesn't seem like a real outsider in this eight horse field. So uh, he's the third choice in the morning line. He's a horse that obviously came from the clouds. I don't know if he has the ability to uh, contend and contest an early pace in this race, which many people feel the favorite, who uh, was second in the uh, bluegrass uh, to Cyberknife. I think it was a bluegrass yacht to Cyberknife uh, to just jog, go all the way, because it is odd, Luby. You would think that longer races would favor horses that come from behind, would you not? And that sprint races naturally would face, you know, favor horses that, that run on the front end. Yep, yep. And and, then it's not necessarily anything close to the truth, uh, especially when it comes to the Belmont stakes. Uh, If you have a horse that I sound like Andy Byer now, if you have a horse that can go right to the front and press the pace on its own, (laughs) um, you know, if you have a horse that can create a relatively soft pace for itself, uh, because nobody has the early speed to challenge uh, that horse often just uh, goes all the way and merrily hops along. And uh, even if it has to stagger home in the last quarter of a mile, the closers don't have anything to run at, and uh, they, they're not necessarily used to closing in on a pace from a mile and a half distance. So uh, you know you end up with the front runners winning the race, and uh, the uh, front runner here appears to be maybe the Lone Speed. Although uh, I, I'm going to come back uh, with a little uh, taste on Barber Road uh, after uh, I, I thought that was a trouble trip. Uh, this horse had in the Derby it was a non-menacing sixth, I believe. And uh, yet uh, that that closing move that this horse was making on the turn, I I thought was pretty impressive, unless I was watching the wrong horse, which is entirely possible. And that way I can base all of my handicapped (laughs) principles on this race and we can run this analysis by Kate and Breda, our real expert, knowing nothing about what we're talking about and at the same time acting as if we know, which is really what this business is all about, is it not? yes. I'm watching, uh, I ended up, and this was kind of interesting. I'm on my walk of life yesterday. Now, uh, I had a knee juiced with this substance. uh, I think it was called Synvic or something like that. I'm not sure. It might have been some other type of Vic, but it was a Vic, which uh, is this uh, treatment that they use on uh, like uh, osteoporosis and arthritis where they uh, juice your knee with a thing that eventually coats it. And uh, so you have like lubricant and gel in there. It's literally like taking your knee to a mechanic more so than an orthopedic guy. And, uh, you know, the juice goes in, and it went in for a long, long time, I can assure you. Dr. McKay, you have a very gentle soul, but at the same time, I mean, it was, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of uh, an issue there as uh, I'm thinking, do I scream?
2: <laughs>
0: no. Exactly. You have to take it like a man. Act like a man. <laughs> exactly. But you're crying. inside. Right? like that scene in The Godfather, right? <laughs> you're crying like a baby. Act like a man, right? When the. Uh, <laughs> The singer there, uh, the entertainer guy was, uh, you know, crying to the godfather that he can't get any parts in him. Act like a man. All right. Now, right. you don't want to be cringing in pain uh, in the doctor's office. And I wasn't really it wasn't so painful as it was like, like every one of those things done to you. That's just awkward. Yeah. And, and, and I've been lucky. Yeah. Yep. When, when that juice was going in there, I don't know how Lance stood still for all of that. <laughs> or Barry Bonds or, or A-Rod. Why? Having like these freaks, not even real doctors uh, administering uh, these kind of drugs. I, I guess Dr. Galea was a real doctor, Tiger. Why was he not? I mean, he was certified somewhere. <laughs> certified Everywhere certified this guy went. Well, yeah. I mean, he couldn't even hang his license. They would just shoot holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was involved in so much illegal crap. But nobody questioned it because Tiger well, it was above reproach. Unfortunately, you know, and, and we'll get into this a little bit, uh, Phil is not above reproach. But uh, anyway, uh, just to finish the story on the Walk of Life, I, I'm going on the Walk of Life yesterday and I decided, you know what, as stiff as this knee was, I'm just going to walk it through. Right. You know how the saying goes, walk it off. And I was always very good at this. Uh, like uh, when I got whacked in a ball game or something or rolled an ankle, uh, I would try to walk it off and just continue you keep playing. playing and, uh, yep. I, I didn't act like I was in agony or anything. Nope. You know, it's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm one of those yep. kind of guys when I'm yep. playing sports. So um, yep. no matter what. Right. I mean, your eyeball could be in the back of your head. <laughs> And you say, like, oh, no, no, I could see. No, just, no problem. Always. It right? actually like bothers. Cyclops. Always. <laughs> that was the same way. I'm bleeding. It's like a pickup game. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, that was largely a Brooklyn thing, or maybe a, a little bit of a New York thing. It kind of carried over to Long Island where, uh, you know, you dust yourself off, you get up and you play, right? It yep. doesn't matter. You're bleeding all over the place. Yep. Uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, You're going to get out there and play. So uh, I decided to go ahead and, um, you know, attempt this uh, four-mile walk that I do. And I was cruising along. Everything was going fine. I was going to make it easy. I wasn't going very fast. I I don't walk that fast anyway. But, uh, you know, it isn't like, uh, you know, I'm looking like I'm walking around uh, the track at Century Village. Uh, So uh, about two and a half miles into it. Uh, you know, and I kind of know all the measuring points, right? Because you're thinking, OK, geez, I got like another uh, 1.6 miles to go. Now it's 1.5. I, I sort of I measured this out in my car with my uh, archaic methods. I don't wear one of those watches or anything because <laughs> I don't need to know my sperm count while I'm working out. I, I just don't need to know that. <laughs> Oh, what was that? Louis, 0.0. 0. Yes. <laughs> I was going to our...
2: say, you still have it good for you. Big fat round <laughs> number. You can draw that you. right
0: there on the board. That's what impressive. chance do you have here?
3: <laughs> That's impressive.
0: <laughs> of agreeing with Ron DeSantis on his gun policies. Okay. 0.0. 0. Exactly. That was another one, too. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff to get into here on the program. As Nora O'Donnell says on the CBS News, we have a lot of news to get to here tonight. Well, let's get to it already. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> but uh, so I ended up stopping. Uh, and, and it was the first time I had to shut the thing down. It, it started pouring. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think walking in lightning. No, when, when lightning is striking near the area, not it good. probably isn't a good idea, is not it? Not good. No, not good. <laughs> not good yeah, at it all. Was, <laughs> it was pouring rain. All right, so I, I stop in. Uh, the only thing that's kind of on the way between uh, the areas that I walk to or walk to and from is Stinger's Bar, where I met my lovely wife the Sally, wife. the yep. Mustang. Who I survived uh, 11 days with on the road
2: I still need to actually hear about th- more about this trip I'm uh, totally amazed that you When your first response When asked about the trip was It was great I'm amazed that No, that no, was it was response. a great trip I believe I mean, you It going to be a great trip no matter what <laughs> Okay, I'm just saying uh, I won't say
0: that uh, we didn't come close to uh, Booking an individual flight home at
2: some point <laughs> I was just waiting for stories And yep. they were all amazing And I'm happy I'm just confused I had Delta Airlines on speed dial <laughs> Okay that, that explains a lot.
0: <laughs> no, it was fine. We, I know, we fine. I know, I know, I know. We did well under the circumstances. It uh, wasn't too bad at all. So, so uh, on the screen is like ESPN 9 or whatever it is <laughs> that is, like just constant stats yeah, right. and gambling. They yeah, have yeah, yeah. like two-thirds of the screen. This side of the screen is covered. The bottom line is covered. It's all odds. It's all gambling. Yeah. And they have these uh, three guys sitting around in some hotel room in Las Vegas and then a really hot chick. Always, that's uh, giving out uh, selections too, yep. right? And you tend to gravitate towards her picks, <laughs> thinking uh, anybody that hot can't be wrong about everything. Much sure. like these ugly fat guys are, <laughs> who know everything about everything. They have everything. Right. I mean, it's saber metrics. <laughs> I mean, you can see Buck Showalter being channeled through their inner being. They know every single uh, minute statistical clarification and qualification that they could possibly put into an equation to uh, decide who to bet on, right? So what's the only thing that I remember seeing from this? Because the sound wasn't odd. So uh, this guy's best bet of the evening, absolute lock bet of the century, was uh, getting a price, I-, I think you were getting like plus 120, that Clay Thompson would not score more than 19.5 points. 5 ah, that was All a nice right? bet, mm. Yeah, I'm kidding. Nice bet. Yeah, yeah. He ended up with like 27 in the game. Oh, I mean, he did? He had oh, 20 man.
2: in the third quarter. He hadn't done anything. He played okay. <laughs> he, he goes to
0: good. the stripe to bury you in the third quarter. Uh, no, he shot the ball okay. It wasn't brilliant, but, uh, you know, was yeah, like was six say he was like 6'12. I you know, uh, I think oh, from the field or cool. on three-point shots. I ended up going to the free throw line. Uh, hit a couple of key uh, buckets uh, in the stretch there where, uh, wow, I mean, you hit on something yesterday in our after hour show, Louie. That was absolutely a brilliant observation, although uh, it was only two games worth. But the Golden State Warriors' dominance in the third quarter of these ball games uh, continued yep. to be part of the pattern last night. As uh, they, eventually the Celtics got on a run at the end of the third quarter and it kind of made it look uh, a little bit more plausible. But uh, they, they were getting annihilated again in the third quarter of this game. Yep. So uh, you know, and it looked like Golden State was going to come all the way back. Uh, Steph Curry hits a three-point shot. And uh, they get a one-point lead. It was their first lead since 2-0. Yes. And that was about midway through the third quarter. Yep. And you thought, oh, wow, here it goes again. It uh, goes. Same thing. Uh, scenarios game two. Uh, the Celtics uh, just don't have the firepower to match what, when these guys are on fire from three-point range. And Clay Thompson was hitting shots after, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. He, he needed a Mason card the first few games, uh, two yep. games of the series there. I mean, uh, he, he was not only throwing bricks up there. These were boulders. <laughs> he wasn't close, yeah. These were Atlas Stones. Remember when you had the guy Sven and he was trembling and he yes. was uh, trying to pick up the last Atlas stone? And uh, you're looking at a guy that weighs 470 pounds of solid muscle. Even his head looks like a bicep. And he can't carry this thing. And that's kind of looked like, you know, that, that's what it looked like with Clay Thompson hoisting these uh, shots up there. Uh, it was ugly. But last night he had it back together. He looked much more on form. Uh, Draymond Green had a, had a lousy game. It got very physical. Steph Curry. Uh, wow. I mean, that that Jaja. Pachulia rule that they put into the NBA where uh, you can't come forward and, uh, and not give a guy level. <laughs> a place to land. Uh, they ended up calling a flagrant on uh, Al Horford for, for making this move. Now, th- this was not by any means. I, I, I mean, you could not have interpreted this in any other way except to say that it was just uh, strictly unintentional. Yeah, yeah. And yet, by definition, it qualified as a flagrant foul. And if you look at the play in the replay, Steph Curry's foot uh, comes down on, right on the foot it. of yep. Al for- Horford. And you thought, wow, I mean, look at the difference here. Uh, you have, uh, on one hand, now Golden State's going to complete, and they ultimately did, a seven-point seven, possession.
2: Seven points in one possession. Amazing.
0: They, they were they were out of it, and, and uh, all of a sudden, they have a seven-point possession, because Curry cans the three-point shot that he took over Horford. Yep. Uh, Horford uh, commits the foul. Now he has the old Jerry West thing, two to make one, right? They should have yep. been watching James Conan and the Gambler, where West goes to the line with three to make two and misses <laughs> them all. But uh, you know you know that Steph Curry's not going to even need the second foul shot. And, and then they get possession, and they can like a, a lucky three. This guy Porter, Porter hits one out of nowhere as the shot clock was expiring. And uh, all of a sudden, bingo, you put seven points on the board in one possession, and you thought, wow, if that isn't a kiss of death for the Boston Celtics, holy red hourback! I, I don't know what is. And uh, to the Celtics' credit, they they battled back. They got back on their game. uh, And, uh, you know, the Golden State didn't have enough firepower left. It often happens in the NBA where teams trailing by double digits or, you know, even 20 points. uh, And uh, they they make a big run. They come all the way back. They cut it to three. And then, like like the, uh, you know, rain coming out of the West, the clouds out of the West, uh, making their way to the beach here in uh, South Florida. And then all of a sudden, as if they hit a wall. They just start peeling back, and there it is. Plantation is under an unbelievable monsoon-like condition today, and you're sitting there at the beach with a sun reflector thinking, uh, oh, man, I don't know. I should have brought some more sunscreen. (laughs) So the Celtics take uh, in a pivotal game three. They take what would be a commanding uh, 2-1 lead. If you looked at the uh, statistics and the history of the NBA teams in these situations, I mean, uh, we're going Mark Lawrence here. Uh, After being one and one in series, the team that wins game three wins something like 82 percent of the time they go on to win the series, which makes some sense, uh, especially in these circumstances where uh, Golden State uh, lost the first game in a series on their home wood. And now the Celtics essentially to win the series would have to win their two remaining home games. And uh, they've got it in the back. Celtics. 50 to 1 to start the season and win the NBA championship. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to be one of those guys? Wouldn't it be lovely to be one of those guys that just routinely threw $100 uh, every year on your team to win whatever championship it happened to be, whatever sport it was in? And you catch the Celtics at 50 to 1 with a pretty good team that uh, started out poorly, but uh, really came on. Probably dropped. I, I would imagine that as we were talking about the other day. They they had to be more than uh, you know like close to a hundred to one. Yeah, when they were after, horrible, you know, yeah. approaching the All Star break, correct? Yeah, they were under five hundred,
2: like just before, in December. and in
0: disarray, disarray. No right? If you thought the Nets are dysfunctional with Kyrie Irving, uh, the Celtics seemed to be doubly so. And uh, you know, unless they could bring back uh, John Hondo Hamblecheck from the grave, uh, there seemed to be no solution to them uh, having a good season this year. And then they caught fire. And it was great. And Jalen Brown uh, coexisting with Jason Tatum. That's a nice storyline to the season. Uh, This guy, Williams, man. Wow. Kind of a Rodman-esque Energizer Bunny type of guy on the boards there and uh, scoring on the inside, playing some good defense. Uh, He he was a big factor uh, in the game last night. Draymond Green was way off his game. And uh, the Golden State Warriors, who uh, you can never discount, I, I, I would think. Uh, are, are they going to come back? In your opinion, now you had a winning last night. I did not. I, I thought the Celtics would win. I didn't know they'd win by 16. I probably would have been uh, reluctant to lay three and a half. But uh, if you were going to make a wager on the ball game, it seemed like Celtics money line would have been the play. Although, I, who, who likes to give up a price in an even, you know, money proposition? Yeah, no, you don't. If you're not right. getting
2: money on going, you
0: might as well take the. Is, is that just a, a wuss move to play the favorite on the money line? <laughs> No, I mean, it's practical. The name of the game is to win. Yes, that's the point. Yes. To win. Okay, so if you're not sure about three and a half points, you're thinking this is going to be one of those uh, nip and tuck battles, right? Uh, We'll take a little bit off the cheekbone here and see how you look now, Mrs. McGillicuddy. Um, you know, in, in the meantime, they, they're shoveling, uh, you know, uh, tire inflation uh, devices up your rear end there to expand your body parts. No, I mean, uh, it, you can go through all kinds of craziness trying to figure out uh, what what's the best way to go. But if you wanted to win and, and you thought the Celtics were going to win a game, that, that would have been an easy when yeah, You weren't having to uh, give up too much of a price, I don't think, on that because they were only three and a half point favorites at home. So uh, what would you, would you lay 120 to win 100 on the Celtics last night if you thought they were going to win a game?
2: Now than the points, I I mean, you probably would have gotten even better odds if they're going to win. A lot only of people probably
0: got sucked in Golden State in the points.
2: No. Oh no, they, I they, I thought Golden State would win. I, I thought we'd see what we saw that second half in Game Two, and it was more like Game One, where they gave you a nicer quarter and then they went back to playing sloppy, lazy. I've never seen a team that's this good that's in the the dynasty realm. Be that sloppy for the stretches they're sloppy. Like, and I'm not. And, and people are gonna say I'm hating on the Celtics. and It's the the turnovers they make have nothing to do with the Celtics at the time. I and mean, it's not. It's 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 worse to me. Like I'd rather be the Celtics. Like Steph will throw a a bomb pass like he's Kevin Love to a guy who's defended like that. You don't throw the bomb pass to a guy who's defended like. Yeah. And they'll be in transition and do a no look. And then no one's there. It's like, what, this isn't N1. This is game three of the NBA Finals, guys. Like, yeah. it's weird for a team that's been to six NBA Finals in eight years to, like, take three minutes to go, all right, we're going to go N1 mixtape. All right, doctor. All right, Silk the Shocker. It's like, what are you guys doing? Like, they go through
0: the- kid, the little white kid, the professor? The professor. That's what I, I call the doctor. Yeah. The professor. Yeah, like that. The professor. <laughs> that's what they do. Who was that guy, man? I mean- He was great. <laughs> It was uh, like a mini Pete Maravich. uh, Yes, he was classic. I mean, doing all kinds of dipsy doodle moves there and uh, behind the back, around the neck, through the legs, uh, dribbling like a maniac, like it was, uh, you know, Abner Haynes. uh, Not Abner Haynes, Marcus Haynes. And uh, Abner Haynes was a football player, right? I don't know. But when you go that far into the distant past here uh, to make references on the show, are you allowed to make mistakes, uh, Luby? Yes. Yeah, maybe so. Anyway, uh, you know, good to have you guys with us. So the Celtics uh, end up taking a 2-1 lead in that series. Rangers uh, tonight against the Lightning. Well, what do you think about there, uh, Mike Louie-Lubitz? Because uh, still, I-, I have such a genuine affinity for uh, Gerard Gallant. Still one of my favorite stories in-, in all of sports was when they dumped him off that bus, the Panther bus. I mean, the guy's on a road trip with the team, and the bus is in transit. And <laughs> they kick the guy off the fire. <laughs> They tell him like like while he's riding. I, I mean, imagine that these uh, outposts in Canada that you have to traverse to get from like Winnipeg to Calgary. I know they're flying, but uh, I mean, you would imagine. I mean, uh, the airports are nowhere near civilization in these places. Correct? Oh yeah, uh, Calgary's probably a really modern city. And Calgary's a knows. city,
2: but like in some of these, it's you way know. out
0: there, and then it's north of anything you would yes. ever want to be a- anything close <laughs> and it's to associated snowy with. And it's- <laughs> yes. Right? They're harpooning whales there to, for dinner. They are crazy was <laughs> for dinner, but they are. <laughs> hey, honey, hand me my spear. Yeah, no, I'm going to the store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the store. Civilization is, uh, you know, in the Ice Age there, and and you know, and in the middle of this, the guy's on a bus trip, right, traveling by bus because uh, you know they can't even, you know, uh, fly out of whatever uh, you know remote city they were in at the time, and, and they just dump the guy right off the bus to Florida Panthers and say, you're no longer our coach. And then on top of that, to add insult to injury, they, they, they don't even give him camp fare. And, and then they hire like a clown to replace him as a interim coach, a complete buffoon. Who was that guy with the bald head there? Wasn't uh, that like their had? VP or something? Yeah, he was in like... Uh, he was like you know,
2: the their player room. personnel or something. Yeah, he was yeah, like wasn't coach, like a coach. He, he never was coached. Red Berenson
0: coming back from the grave. <laughs> Wasn't even a Red Shandienst, this guy. Exactly. Did Deanst ever check out? I think he did, right? Uh, he was a guy. remember he was like 100 years old. He was still hanging on to the banning cage there. And they go, <laughs> and there he is, Red Shandienst, at spring training, the great Red Shandienst. I love guys named Red anyway. And uh, no, I, I, I forget. Name. What was his name? Kelly? What was this guy's name that was uh, the coach of the Panthers? Oh, Th- that's how forgettable a tenure it was. He did die. I Red
2: Deanst did die. Yes.
0: Okay. Deanst checked out. So we have that correct. Uh, the guy that replaced... Gerard Gallant, on an interim out. basis to coach the uh, Panthers, was, there's your trivia question of the day, mm. people, was, ooh. <laughs> Do you have any idea? I want to say his last name was Kelly. Uh, am I even close on that? I'm,
2: look, I'm getting the list of Florida Panthers coaches. Something so. like
0: that. Uh, I, I'm probably way off. But uh, a- anyway, I mean, that, that was so insulting. They throw the guy off the bus. They Tom, to Rowe. Him. Tom Rowe. Tom Rowe. Rowe. Okay. Tom I know it was Rowe. something simple. And right. then Bob Bugner. Both were names I'd never heard of. Bob Bugner. That's right. Now, did he become a permanent head coach and get fired after one year? Bob Bugner? Yeah, Bugner had two years. So, I, as bad as the Panthers are, I don't think you're an interim coach think for Think about two years. this. You're Gerard Gallant. I mean, you, you took two teams in their first year, the Rangers and the Las Vegas Golden Knights, to 50 win seasons, yep. uh, an accomplishment only matched by, I mean, uh, a real you know, kind, kind of uh, divisional torch of a human being there. Uh, Mike Keenan, when it comes to coaching, who uh, had an oddball style. Now, and, and, and Gallant strikes you as one of those old time hard-on hockey coaches, right? Oh, yeah. Chomping on a cigar there and saying, hey, listen, if you're going to play like shit, you're not going to play. <laughs> not going to be one of these guys going, oh, well, uh, it's not it McDaniel. was okay that you hesitated <laughs> for an hour to take that shot there, Victor Kozlov, But, uh, you know, Vic, you're skating beautifully. I gave you a six on uh, those pirouettes you were doing around the goal. <laughs> well, why don't you just continue doing what you're doing so we can continue to lose every stinking the game? Pirouettes. <laughs> That's not going to be Galantz style, no? I mean, he told the boss to go fuck himself. He did, yep. <laughs> he's, he's very blunt. <laughs> Tell me you can't admire somebody that... Uh, oh, yeah, that was a, a dream. ...in a high-profile job like that and just goes up to the boss man, Vinny Viola, and says, you know what, Vinny? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, that was a dream. I wanted to leave that (laughs) way so bad. I
2: ended up leaving in the opposite way. I've always been like, that'd be so cool to be able to, they're like, they always say don't burn bridges, but like, you're so big and you're so confident that you can burn bridges and not give a shit. Like, that'd be great. Oh, it's
0: the river quiet for me. uh, I don't care. I mean, you know, look, uh, most of the people that we deal with uh, in this business uh, at some point at least believed in you enough to give you a leg up. So, uh, you know, you have to respect that uh, even if they turn on you the day after which often happens. Which happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And that uh, gets us to uh, the hot topic of the day here, uh, Mike Lubitz. And that is the blood money of the Saudis. Oh, okay. Uh, that is being funneled into the pockets of golfers. A couple of more big names. Oh, defectors.
2: yeah. Uh, your guy, DeChambeau.
0: Bryson Shambo, De who's a bit of a freak. Now, if you were going to anticipate somebody making this move, Shambo oh, yeah. wasn't uh, a reach, and neither was Patrick Radar-Reed. Yeah, the two pieces of work. Yep. Right. Reed is one of the few guys that actually is accused of being like a dirty player. Right? He's like, like a like villain, trip. somebody up with his putter <laughs> on their way to lining up a twisting sixty-footer that may put him in a playoff in the Masters. Right? Uh, Reed isn't afraid to just go ahead and uh, yell, "Miss it, Fatso!" <laughs> <laughs> well, some guy that weighs like one hundred and eighteen pounds is in the middle of his backswing, six feet tall. <laughs> He got a little bit of a punch. I don't know that he gets along so well with, uh, you know, uh, the uh, women in his life. I'm not sure. Not, not that he's a spousal abuser. I don't mean to imply that. But, uh, you know, he seems to be a guy you want to keep your distance from a little bit. Patrick they, Reed. They uh, all all like, the golfers hate him. Yeah. They
2: treat him like he's a villain. <laughs> like it's called <golf. laughs> So
0: you, you could see this guy going there, right? You could see DeChambeau going yes. there. Well, he's struggling. And, and, and actually, from a financial standpoint or any kind of lifestyle standpoint, you could see anybody going there. They're going to play 54 holes instead of 72. They're playing like eight events total, uh, of which DeChambeau and uh, uh, Reed are, are going to miss the first one. All right. And now the next, like, six, I think, of eight or seven that are left are in the United States. I am going to say go most of their events are here. Like, for being yeah. the Saudi
2: tour, they're, they're really sticking it to America. <laughs> like and they're all forbidden
0: courses that are owned by Donald Trump. That, that's the beauty of it. Well, I suppose, okay,
2: right? is it not being televised? Like, I. I heard that it's actually not televised.
0: Uh, I think Jack Namor may own the rights to this thing. Jack, you're not in bed with the Saudis, are you? Come on.
2: But that's the thing is, like, they have the broadcaster that you talked about, but then I heard that it's it's made for TV but not on TV. So it's like, okay, then why are they paying all these guys? Like, who's coming out to these matches? Because, I mean,
0: it's clear. I mean, this is uh, the straight-up example. I mean, the loudest example of sports washing that you ever seen all right all of a sudden the saudis are being represented by all of these fine people that are respected around the world uh, for their brilliance on the golf course and uh, look phil mickelson was an especial fan favorite for how long i mean uh, people were rooting for him against tiger for god's sake oh yeah that crown at the us open that time on the beth page black course which uh, i hold the distinction of having played a course that uh, phil mickelson was on right beth page black on long island it was great I, I don't think it was quite as treacherous a, as it has become. I think, uh, you know, the natural growth, uh, the chlorophyll and all of that stuff has had a lot to do with uh, making that uh, course. It, it was always a feared course, Louby. Like they had, I think, five courses there at the Bethpage State Park in, uh, on Long Island. So uh, I first take up the game. We, we used to show up there and cut off T-shirts and, uh, you know, shorts uh, that you would, uh, you know, cut off also. And uh, get there before all the doctors and try and line up. So so the move was to play Beth Page Black because that was the most challenging course. And uh, you would have to bring not just a sleeve of balls, but an entire box uh, j- just to get out of the first nine holes. So a uh, degree of difficulty, uh, very, very uh, tough there. But but Phil was the darling of the New York crowd. I mean, remember those? Uh, I, I think if ever golf would be remembered for like uh, just a, a wild crowd reaction. It was that Beth Page Black uh, U.S. Open where Phil Mickelson uh, was uh, – he didn't win it, but, uh, you know, he, he was in contention and the crowd was going nuts at every hall. Do you remember that one?
2: I did, yes. Well, okay, isn't that yeah. – his home, like, isn't he from that area or something like no, that? No, he, like...
0: he's from California.
2: Okay, because I remember that yeah, whenever yeah, he's he, in New York, they always like get behind him, like as though he's like the chosen one. They, they love him in New child.
0: York because uh, you know he's the guy walking around like Paladin in an all-black outfit, and uh, you know he's got a little bit of a gut. He likes to gamble. Well, the gambling. He uh, seemed to be very, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, the anti-tiger, and, and, and his wife was lying to he was engage the crowd. And... Right. And then, you know, here's Tiger with this prick caddy that he had. Steve man. Williams, who was cursing everybody out that even stared at Tiger. Right. You're looking at his show. I saw you <laughs> looking at his show. And, and, and he would like swat the person with a sandwich. <laughs> Fire a sandwich in their face. <laughs> Meanwhile, Phil's like, hey, how you doing, man? Why don't yeah, you yeah, bet yeah. on yeah. me? I'll tell He's you what, what? I'm going to win this thing. He was there, man. <laughs> Okay, then that's what it was. Anyway, he got grilled yesterday. I don't know if I... Uh...
2: No, because he was loud and obnoxious about it, and we all know why. Like, he's defensive. He doesn't want to be there. He has to. Where these other guys are like, the is not winning anymore. He's not really making the money he used to, so they're going to throw him $100 million. He's not going to say no.
0: Phil oh man it's down 40 mil <laughs>
2: like the dude needs the money
0: desperately so he sort of has no, to no yeah, i don't think he needs the money uh he he came out i guess uh, he was interviewed by sports illustrated probably not the guy that got him in all of this jackpot to begin with who i think also works for sports illustrated that was writing the unauthorized biography and he spilled the beans about phil's thoughts yeah, about yeah. the saudis but i mean I, okay so so that gets into a very interesting sporting question will be Uh, You know, and and we've seen it in the NBA, the hypocrisy. We see the hypocrisy everywhere. I mean, but but last place in these 48 man fields, last place is going to pay one hundred twenty thousand. I couldn't help to think uh, many uh, years ago. Wasn't that many, but enough to be in the double digits. Right. Since uh, it was before I knew you, I I was uh, on one of those uh, sort of mainstream radio sojourns where I was doing shows uh, out of all places, uh, 1470, WWNN. Yes, WWN. well, we found a way so, back. So uh, my methodology then was to, uh, I, I would go do a remote every night. I, I was in a different place every night. And I was charging, you know, a nominal amount of money for this stuff, but it was yeah. enough to uh, kind of accommodate yeah. uh, the need to make a living, all yeah. right? So, uh, I, you know, and I was very happy about it. I was a lot of schlepping. But one of the places that I went on a weekly basis was the Inverary Country Club.
2: Oh, funny. That's funny. Which
0: was trying to uh, sort of, you know, beef up its membership. I, I don't know that this show was really going to help them that much. But, uh, you know, it was worth a shot. It's not it wasn't from... enough money for anybody to uh, scream about. So uh, and I, I came out there every week. Few people came out to see the show. Uh, very few. Because people don't come out to watch a guy do a no, radio no. show.
2: no, they, they. they, they...
0: Unless well, you're giving away a car. On, on no, no,
2: when it's the coaches' shows. For some reason, that's always oh, on Oh, Yeah, yeah. It's the more same thing to me. So like It's all the following. same kind of show, but they love that show. That's the show they love.
0: It's the same, uh, you know, 18 guys that show yeah, for the yeah, coaches' yeah. shows uh, also. And then uh, the same guys ask the same questions <laughs> in the same order. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's go to the crowd. That was always one of my favorite things.
2: <laughs> I hate that.
0: Uh, Lou. Lou's got a question <laughs> for the coach. <laughs> Dumbest question. Coach, that kid you're recruiting uh, out of uh, Odessa, Florida. Uh, and, and then the coach, you know, he had no idea. you know, he wouldn't even be able to comment on the thing, right? Because it was like uh, considered high school tampering or whatever yep. that was at yep. the time when the NCAA had some authority to regulate uh, this nonsense that they called amateurism. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Nick is fighting with Jimbo. The two most egregious, uh, you oh, know, I yeah. mean, I, 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 there's nothing wrong with it, right? Because it's the way it it's is. It's right? Man. And it's about time. I mean, if, if a kid can make a fortune before he even uh, plays a single pro down, great. He deserves it. I mean, he's essentially playing a pro sport and uh, putting on a professional uh, entertainment enterprise and sparking that, right? Uh, you think CBS is paying billions of dollars for the rights to college football? Because uh, they're not drawing all kinds of attention. And uh, how could they do that without good players, right? If you and I are out there running no, around, no cares. who's watching? No one. <laughs> he no dropped way. it again. No, <laughs> Unbelievable. But. Uh... Yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. I mean, uh, now uh, what should the court of public opinion be on this, or should there be? People will be debating this forever. Yes,
2: they are. I didn't care okay. that much about it. I mean, look, I I don't want to be phony because if someone's throwing a hundred million dollars at me, it's hard to say no. It, it's, it would just be really hard to ever have an opinion on anything as an American again. Then, like, if I'm going to go over to there, play
0: eight eight fifty four whole events. If you know, you don't even have to play all eight. Well, and and that's the thing. And and that's it. That's it for the year. I I don't have any other stuff, I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Do you have to make appearances with the Sheik or something? I'm not sure what that would be. Uh, Anyway, what I was going to say about Inverary was, uh, so I used to go in there every week, uh, Luby, mm -hmm, Yep. and uh, they have, like, on the wall a little bit of the history of the Jackie Gleason Inverary Classic. Oh, nice. Which was contested there at at that golf course uh, for... I want to say what maybe a, was it a decade or something? It might have even been longer. longer I remember that. watching it on TV, and I remember when I moved to Florida, I thought, "Wow, this is cool. This is where they had the Jackie Gleason and Barry Classic." So now, on the wall there, they have like pictures of the winners of the tournament, and it was like Lee Trevino and Johnny Miller, and uh, I don't know a bunch of uh, other uh, big-time golfers uh, of that era. And uh, they put the prize money next to it, and the top prize. I think the Johnny Miller one was like 52 dimes, $52,000 for winning the tournament. Think about that. That's so funny. And these guys are going to play 120000 for last place. Now, you know, you're talking 50 years later. So uh, you can do the math to uh, make the equation. Or uh, as they say, uh, what would it be? Uh, do you accept our conversion? That was it on the ATM machines in Europe. It's like, accept your conversion. <laughs> Yeah, at knife point I would accept oh this, but none of my card has been swallowed up in the machine, I guess I'll take it. Yeah, well that's the thing. When
2: they ask that, it's like it's a little late.
0: <laughs> I'm looking, going, wait a minute, this is costing me three seventy to get three sticks. Yeah. What, 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 what is that all about? Yeah, it's fun. I thought we had a favorable, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, <laughs> ratio dollar to uh, to euro. Yeah, we do.
2: And <laughs> they still stick you.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, how much? How much was the commission on that, sir? Uh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> you already got the money You're walking out of there anyway. Otherwise, you can't even buy a sandwich on the streets. Unbelievable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so think about that. Uh, these guys are making fifty grand to win tournaments. Now, these guys uh, on the live tour are getting a buck twenty, not twelve thousand like you might see on a PGA tour. You know, I always look to see what the payoff was for last because that, that's of great interest to me. And, and twelve grand for a golfer probably wouldn't even pay his. His expenses for traveling, right? He's got his chef he's got to take care of. He's got to give uh, the caddy a little bit of grease. Uh, You know, he's in some place, a hotel. I mean, does the PGA pay uh, for hotels? No. They don't pay for travel. You're an independent contractor there. Mm. Pretty good deal for the PGA. They make money (laughs) as a charitable organization, and somehow their executives get paid handsomely. Exactly. My kind of town. Yeah, no. So I I, I don't know, and, and it's mostly... What you would say dissidents and uh, and, and uh, you know, European guys that are at the tail end of, uh, you know, what might have been, uh, you know, just a semi brilliant career to begin with. Uh, although, you know, Sergio, I guess, is a Hall of Famer. Uh, correct. Sergio Garcia. I, yeah, I don't I care for Sergio, but. you know I root against him. I, I root for him to miss every shot <laughs> when he missed that putt in the British Open. I leaped high out of my chair to applaud the fact that uh, he had choked. <laughs> it <was> great. <laughs> so stick it up your ass. sir. No. <laughs> stick it up your ass, sir. <laughs> Phil was uh, stammering, though. I mean, worse than anything I've ever done on this show. He, he was just stammering as uh, he tried to explain his position on this thing, saying that, well, I don't condone the violation of human rights. Okay, Phil. And <laughs> explain the uh, Your presence on the tour then means what? And he, exactly. he went... He went Mark McGuire on this thing. Like, um, well... i uh, not here to talk about that, yeah. not here to talk about the past. Yeah, okay. It's like, there would be no other reason <laughs> yes, for you to be here. Yes. What, what are you here to talk about? Mr. Trump? <laughs> hey, hello. What has the world come to? I mean, oh, that yeah, is don't the whole, even ask that so, question. T- title this segment, what has the world come to?
2: I don't even ask that Every day it's I really... see things, and I'm like, okay, so you... We're saying the opposite a week ago about this topic, but now this topic you're saying the you're you're on this side. I'm like, okay, I, yeah. What, what? I What what? like the way you talk about highlight, like people are about uh, freedom until it's this topic, and then they're not about freedom with this topic. I'm like, okay.
0: No, like what happened? Like, what's happened? This divide here politically is asinine. It's just weird. It's It's fully asinine. I I, I feel so terrible for the uh, poor people that that had to spill their guts out uh, about these various shootings in front of Congress yesterday. And you know it's to no avail. And in the next shot is uh, Ron DeSantis saying that this is an outright attack on your Second Amendment rights. That's all they want to do. And I'm thinking, uh, these guys are more likely to repeal the First Amendment than the Second Amendment. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, nothing about any of that.
2: Who gives a shit about it? We
0: just keep saying, uh, look, I mean, it was an amendment that was written in like, the 1700s, for God's sake.
2: Well, and there's so many afters that we totally disregard. It's It's like, that's my problem with the Bible or the Constitution. Like, you only follow what you want to follow. So stop giving me the, holding up the thing when... It's a big-ass thing, and you're only yeah. following, like, three. Like, what about the other fucking, what do we have, 50, 60 amendments? You don't follow half of them. So stop talking about the whole document. Like, I don't care what yeah. side you're on. It's just Every weird. Like, the
0: amendment was amended a little bit. To, yeah, there's you know, amendments like, to amendments. Yeah, you got to throw it out the door. <laughs> like, well, well, What's there? These people, uh, That Jim Jordan is a real piece of work, too. Uh, that Jim Jordan, wow. Yeah, he's a loon. He was an asshole in Ohio States? thinking? My God. I mean, Big Jack Nicholas should denounce any connection to Ohio what a disgrace. Bernie Kosar, uh, all of the uh, great Ohioans that <laughs> oh, we've known in our lifetime.
2: Ohioans. Well, I'm sure you McDuffie the great does. statesman from Ohio, yeah. <laughs> Boom <Boom-boom>
0: Boom Mancini. <laughs> Boom Boom was a little loopy when we had him on the show. He we'll was. have to get him on this show, and uh, hopefully we can do it with video. That would be great. He was fun. You, you think we can arrange that? See if you can get a hold of Have your people get in touch with his people, Loopy. We, we had him on a couple Boom-boom times, Mancini. too. Fox Sports, I think, uh, was the deal. Fox Sports okay, was well, uh, the I'll source of do. Boom Boom Mancini. It was fun, and, and it would be great too because if uh, you had a show where you were just, uh, you know, sort of, you know, ra- you know, roaming through a bunch of different topics and uh, not necessarily concentrating or anything on anything particular or saying anything of significance, Boom Boom Mancini would be the perfect he guy. Yeah,
2: he just went
0: to interject in there at this point.
2: He was all over the place.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to come back with more. We. We wish we could have brought you the highly uh, Park Tribute Show. So we have, okay. The program. S-
2: since we weren't playing today, Ron oh. is so loyal, he called anyways. Okay. Um, and I know you came up with some question, or maybe Andy Andy has been throwing questions all morning. At me. I,
0: I'll look something up during the break. I here. told him
2: we can keep you on, and then you can be our honorary winner for today, since I'll probably see him tonight, okay. and I'll give you I, another I I'd come man-lover. up with
0: something out of this day in sports right here on the spot. Well, I mean, we if can, I can find it, we can do it in the break. In New post. We can yeah, do it after the break. The... I
2: just wanted to let you know he's there, and he would love to play. So.
0: Okay, yeah, because I'd like to do it to pay homage to our good of friends at Hylia Park, who, who really are just absolutely brilliant in everything that they do. Uh, the simulcast of the Belmont Stakes. Now, uh, it was interesting because we were talking with Katey yesterday on Mike Mayo's Lunchbox, and uh, Katey Bradar, of course, TVG. She's going to join us tomorrow with her analysis of the Belmont Stakes. So, always expert and uh, re- really, really enlightening and illuminating to see the way that uh, she approaches uh, th- this whole thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, and, and Katey was telling us that uh, there were a lot of short fields uh, on the card at Belmont Park, uh, five, six horse races. I don't- uh, which is unusual, too, because I, I just, you know, of course, the first thing I flop to when I get my New York Post and sit on the throne in the morning uh, with a little, uh, what is that? That is known as uh, show preparation H. People were always big on that, Louie. Why, why do they bug us about show preparation as if we did nothing? It, how crazy is that, right? I mean, you're watching sports and following this stuff the whole time. I mean, uh, your entire life is essentially show preparation, is it not? Not to but name. For names. some reason, if you if you didn't sit there in a little room before the show and go, mm, uh, yeah, I think we ought to talk about Madonna today. Uh, they thought you were like a clown, like like you weren't taking the job seriously. I, oh, not, what was that all about?
2: Not naming any names, but I always found the shows that like had two hour meetings beforehand and two hour meetings after the show actually more yeah. boring. <laughs> like they were so regimented. Oh, they're horrendous. They didn't say yeah, anything. Because they were all the like, ideas you
0: didn't say anything sitting in an office somewhere and uh, never been on the air in his lifetime, right? Because he either had a lousy voice or, uh, you know, nobody would hire him to do that job. So he became a program director. And um, we bro. ruined Doc
2: Reno. Like, Doc Reno would have reams of prep for the pregames we did, and we never yeah. got to any of it on purpose just to see how much we could fuck with him. <laughs> like, he would be so prepared, and we're like, so at the end of it, how much did you get to? Oh, like three. Yeah, that's about right. We did good then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jim Mad Dog managed, my good friend, uh, dearly departed, yeah, there and there everybody loved the Mad Dog. Uh, and he was worthy of that. I mean, he really was a gentleman's gentleman. Uh, and, and worked very hard to be that, that kind of person uh, in reality. I mean, uh, you know, he, he was always uh, checking and balancing himself and saying, Hey, did I do the right thing here? Although, uh, you know what, when I saw him with those 200 passes uh, for the press box that he was giving out to clients, uh, that <laughs> was <laughs> That's great. I said that that that's that's fucking genius. That's a great move.
2: <laughs> like, How'd you pull that off? They're all in the
0: press box. Rick <laughs> Weaver can't even see the damn game. Hey, like, <laughs> uh,
2: oh, ah, he Rappy him. <laughs>
0: like, what? Well, no, Rick, there's a timeout.
2: That's a move.
0: Because Mad Dog's clients were all uh, oh all around God. the box there, in the booth. I couldn't get in there to do my shows. Oh. I love the Mad Dog I'm kids.
2: like, how did you pull that off? I would have loved to do that. <laughs> that's a great move.
0: No, oh, and um, yeah, he he, uh, he he was a, a real class gentleman, and there's no question about that. But uh, I know, speaking of class, uh, Highland Park, great place to go. Uh, the Belmont Stakes coming up, and a field of eight. Uh, it's going to be um, you know in a situation where there are a lot of short fields with big time favorites, like huge favorites in some of these races. Metropolitan Mile, I believe, is uh, on the card, and a bunch of other big stakes races. It's really a great day. It was the first time I ever went to the flats, Louby. Was at Belmont Park uh, for a Belmont Stakes. My friend Cliff Keller uh, said, hey, why don't we go? It was 1969. And uh, I believe Arts and Letters, very classic. They had some real dignified names of horses, right? Arts and Letters. I think the next year was a horse called High Echelon. It's a nice name for a horse, no? High Echelon. Hey, yeah, that's that's right. what we're trying to achieve here on ION Channel. I'm trying. Yeah. So, um, anyway, Hylia Park be a great place to go for the uh, Belmont Stakes. Let me also uh, toss this in for uh, our good friend Jack here. There you go. Uh, this uh, invitation to the unveiling, it's Saturday night, Versace Mansion. Very, very classy. This particular event. And it's for a great cause. It's a VIP Masquerade Gala. And uh, that's going to be uh, Saturday. It's June 11th, of course. Uh, the World Peace Concert Fundraiser. Uh, and uh, so, imagine this. going to have some great music. And, uh, and you're going to have a chance to uh, raise money to support the Ukrainian refugees who, nice. wow. That, that story has been pushed in the background while these <laughs> clowns debate what to do about uh, automatic uh, weapons and assault rifles uh, being in the hands of 16-year-olds. But, um, you know, and, and this age change thing isn't going to do a whole lot of good. And, and, and these uh, Ukrainian people, my God, I mean, it's, it's like four months. I not realize it's been like yeah. months.
2: Like I was like, oh, it must be done. No, and they're on month four.
0: Okay. No electricity, you know, food. I mean, you can't get anything, can't get anywhere. And then uh, the people that left the country now, uh, I mean, imagine just uh, all of a sudden you, you've got nothing. And uh, there you are. You're rolling around on the streets of uh, the United States or other countries that you're not familiar with. Maybe you don't even speak the language. Uh, and, and this is hosted by uh, Robbie Seller. Robbie Seller doing a fine job with this thing. Uh, get more information by uh, just Googling the unveiling at the Versace Mansion. And that is uh, going to be Saturday night. Uh, all right. Uh, we're coming back with more. Having a good time being with you today. Uh, still a lot more to get into. And as whole the smell of blood money, Luby. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, should we be sitting like Judge Judy and uh, trying to decide uh, whether these people, uh, you know, have no moral fiber whatsoever for taking the uh, Saudi tour money when anybody in their right mind would have to say, are you kidding me? That that's ridiculous, right? That they're giving Dustin Johnson, and, and I guess uh, they had to pay uh, DeChambeau upwards of a hundred million dollars. Just here, here's a hundred million, and, and if you never take a swing, it's yours. Well, that's the thing is, like the winning the tournaments don't matter
2: anymore. Like they're getting so much money just to be there. That okay, so they when they get three million, they lose, they get one hundred fifty grand. You're getting paid a hundred million.
0: Small fields. Uh, small fields. You're working three days a week instead of four. I guess they work seven days a week. Uh, you could say i'm not sure you know I mean these guys they just practice all the time or whatever not maybe not everybody, but uh, nonetheless, you know it's not like it's easy, uh, otherwise more people would be doing yeah, it correct yeah. all right, so uh, these are the best at the you know what they do in the world, and, and you know they they're getting paid handsomely to do it, and more before but but the prize money in these tournaments is uh, in, in a forty eight man field is double. And in some cases, uh, quadruple what it would be for a, a comparable PGA event where you're going against 150 guys. Think about that, Louis. It's insane. It's insane. And you've already received $100 million for doing nothing if you never win a tournament, right? If you're uh, oostie and you decide, hey, I'm just going to have a couple of pints while I go around the course here today. No problem, man. You could shank every ball and, and you're still going to be making like a ridiculous amount of money a lifetime, which... Uh, were, were these guys going to make? I mean, uh, maybe an endorsement dollars. I, I don't know. Some of those have been diminished, but uh, were they going to make eighty more million dollars in prize oh, I money?
2: Don't
0: know. I mean, Hazen and, and uh, guys like this. Uh, no, are you kidding me? You know, they, they they make representative showings, but they're not making that kind of juice. No. Nah. So yeah, it, it's like in retirement, you're you're getting paid a fortune now. Now, if you take the money, should that be on your conscience? That, uh, you know, you, you sold out to uh, try and uh, whitewash an image of uh, a, a a country that uh, is known for just human atrocities, including uh, literally like carving up this guy, this guy from the Washington Post, uh, Khashoggi. And it's all OK. <laughs> I, look, like that.
2: I, I just I, look and a lot of the golfers aren't guys that give their voice on a political opinion. So maybe that's fine for them. I just... It's hard to say no to that money, but once you take that money, then you can. To me, you can never have an opinion again on anything. Like you can't say that's wrong. Well, I mean, you're getting paid by the Saudis. Like, they just do shit blatantly, so which is fine for some people. For me, that'd be tough. Like, I I, I don't yeah. know how
0: I would do that. All right, well, fills in, uh, and man, I mean, you talk about a Ralph Cramden like press conference. <laughs> That uh, he was involved in yesterday, and he he did. He went Mark McGuire. He started talking about, well, uh, you know what, uh, this is great for the game of golf.
2: Yeah, there you go. I'm sure it is <laughs> <What> about humanity.
0: <laughs> not, not that the PGA Tour, uh, you know, should should have uh, you know, a, a a monopoly on uh, all golf tours. No, but right? they have yeah. other
2: tours. No one complains about the European yeah. tour. No one complains about the Nike tour. No one's complaining about competition. It's So you can't even say that that's it because a lot of these players play on multiple tours and no one gives them guff. Yeah. It's where the money's coming from blatantly. <laughs> like,
0: and, and you would have to think for, you know, the, the uh, singular purpose of uh, making it seem like These guys are okay. Yeah, that's what it is. None of this other stuff was happening. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's like Putin holding the Olympic Games, right? A hundred percent. China, you know, same sort of thing. Qatar. Okay, (laughs) look, everything's wonderful here. What are you talking about? Qatar is still
2: going to, they literally had to move the the World Cup to a time they never play it because of how hot it is. We know there have been so many different pieces on the thousands of people who died building (laughs) these stadiums. And then they'll have a World Cup in one November, and it'll be like, all right, go Italy. Are they, are they playing it Columbia? underground, by the way?
0: <laughs> and it was a shame, too, <laughs> the know. Ukrainian team went down. I think they lost one nothing to did. Wales. To Wales, yeah. In the final qualifying game for the World Cup. That would have been a nice uh, story uh, yep. to follow there. But uh, what a disgrace, right? Remember when Sepp Platter got up there and said, uh, hey, <laughs> here's a surprise. <laughs> <'Cause> guitar." <laughs> Shocker. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes running out of there with an attaché chained to his wrist <laughs> that had to contain fine, uncut African diamonds uh, that had it's been like delivered blood by money, the literal there, blood money. who had two of the hottest babes I've ever seen, one on each arm. Oh my God. Uh, The guy from Qatar who's, uh, you know, a, 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 am I excused for having this guy's name escape me? I have no idea. That was a long time ago. I mean, this thing was awarded to Qatar. And now what? They're still working on uh, trying to fucking, you know, figure out a way to... Uh, it's going to be, this year.
2: It's going to be in, in November because the summer is too hot. Like it's happening yeah. this year near the end of
0: the year. Yeah. What's 48 Celsius, man? That's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like hundred. Even a camel wants no part of being outside. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, we're coming back with more right here in a moment. It's the Defoe Show. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz, ION channel. Having a great time being with you. Uh, many, many things to discuss, but uh, that, that was uh, kind of crazy yesterday with this live tour which uh you know i mean you would have to say that they're not shy about throwing money around because uh i mean that that's a ridiculous amount of capital right that they've paid to have like four guys on the tour that are they really going to get everybody watching some streaming service to see phil uh, you know shoot an 87 <laughs> i don't know i, I this first term I, mean, I guess but i'm not gonna i don't the shambo DeChambeau driving the ball like oh 500 God. yards in some of these uh, you know, places that they're going to be playing. Uh, that's going to be great. right? Mexico City, do they have a shot uh, of playing there? That would be great. There's Price in the DeChambeau. Oh, he's overdriven the green here. <laughs> yeah, On the par five, 672-yard uh, dog leg <laughs> left. <laughs> they're going to pay that guy like a few million dollars to announce this stuff. Imagine that, doing golf. How tough could that be, Libby? Well, I don't know.
2: The whole thing's acid to me. Whatever. Bones, wheel says,
0: wheel. Bones says he should try a nine iron. <laughs> I, I could do that. I've done. Give me a couple of million, right? I yeah, got like sixteen footer. That's all you have to say, right, Jim Nance? He, he doesn't. He's like Don Dunphy back in the day, where uh, brevity was really the way that yeah. uh, people expressed themselves, right? Golf announcers
2: barely talk. It's the color guy. The color guy actually does a lot more in that sport than any other sport.
0: This is for par.
2: That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's
0: the whole thing. <laughs> I could do it, Luby. I'm sure. I could do it. I'll never turn down a golf announcing job if anybody sure offers not. one. All right, uh, we're coming back with more here. Uh, just getting started actually, and uh, rolled kind of through uh, hour number one of the uh, program. We'll take you up until nine o'clock on the East Coast. Here, at the Defoe Show. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz, and back with more in a moment on this highly a park. Trivia Challenge Thursday. Now, now, is Ron still on hold to answer question? Well, let's let him get it on here before we uh, well, do Well, I, I stuff, thought right? we break 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I don't know what I got Remember started the on here. I've music since um, 36. Covered everything from muskrats <laughs> to muskets. I mean... Yeah, including uh, our uh, leader repeal like the Second radio. Amendment, <laughs> throw it right out of the trash can. Here you go. Here you go, Ronnie boy. All right, Ron, here There's you really your Second Amendment. On. Shove it right up your ass. All right, Ron's right? on if you want. To <laughs> All right, Ron. Uh, this is our friend, Ron, who uh, yeah. normally uh, is a contestant on the trivia challenge. Uh, Ron, uh, uh, OK, uh, you want me to toss a question out to you?
3: Sure. sure I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, not I'm sure. to come up with You're something here. Wait right? Can
0: you bear minutes? with me for a second? Because <laughs> I'm kind of caught off guard by the whole thing, and I'm not even sure if I have this particular. I wanted to break. <laughs> the yeah. yeah. Golf question. Find a golf All question. All right. Uh, <laughs> we don't know the answer to this, so we'll have to look it up. Uh, <laughs> what was the first team that Joe Madden, recently fired by the Angels, uh, ever was the manager of at any level of professional baseball? What was his first managerial gig? Um, I, I, we should be giving you choices on this, yes, but, uh, you, you know, we're kind of ad libbing as we go here and answers. I don't know the answer to this question. So <laughs> let's go. Give, Joe give, Madden, give us, uh, yeah. I'm thinking of minor league about team. The blue though. Jays? Oh, oh blue Jays. Oh, yeah. No, it wouldn't be the blue Jays. I mean, he, he managed in the pros at Tampa. That would have been, uh, you know, if, if his first gig as a manager was uh, at the major league level, it was the Tampa Bay Rays. Where he was brilliant, you know. The question came Great. up: Is he a Hall of Famer, oh, based really? on what he's done? If he doesn't manage again, now he did win that title with the Cubs and broke the curse of the Billy Goat. Yep. Uh, Angels tenure was uh, nothing smashing, uh, that's for sure. Even with Mike Trout uh, on uh, on the roster there, and uh, they they were apparently going to be loaded for pitching uh, this year, but uh, I guess that hasn't worked out so well <laughs> of late since they've lost like a hundred in a row. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, and uh, you you wanted to say to Blue Jays. All right, we'll we'll take that uh, into consideration. Although I, I I can probably tell you right away that that's wrong. Uh, I, I, he had to be at some low level minor league outpost of uh, you know just uh, you know baseball purgatory. No, uh, to start out, uh, and you're How thinking Dur- I'll never Durham make Bowl. it from here. How about the Durham Bulls? Doran Bulls. Bulls. Uh, uh, that seems like too big of a, a starting point for uh, Joe Madden. All right, all right, thanks, Ron. Appreciate thanks it. For it for if you're sure. right, well, we'll we'll keep this question going. L- Luby, you you uh, well, I guess everybody be looking up the answer in the meantime. So what's yes. the point? Everyone right? What it. was it? Do we know?
2: I'll look up his. I'll just look him up. <laughs> it's not hard. Just look him up on Google, and it'll give his yeah. career.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's find out where he managed for the first time. Uh, Doran Bulls uh, is Ron's submission here, and uh, I would say, like the Boston Crab. It's a submission hold. <laughs> How come nobody uses a Boston crab in uh, MMA? By the way, Luby, the Boston crab—I I mean—it it was an automatic stoppage of the fight. The guy would give immediately, and, and the ref would jump in there and uh, try and uh, disengage the various uh, components of putting somebody in a Boston crab. This is in professional wrestling, and why isn't it used more commonly? And, and the same thing with the Japanese sleeper hold, uh, Luby. Remember that one? Dr. Jerry Graham brought that into uh, the United States after a trip to Japan. and came back with the Japanese sleeper hold, and it was a deadly weapon. I mean, it really was. Okay, so Madden,
2: from what I'm seeing, never did yeah. any stints in the minors. He went was in the Angels organization for a long time. Oh, yeah. From 75 to 2005. Then was with the, the Rays from 2006 to 2014. And then I think that's when he went on to the Cubs Won a World Series, their first World Series in what a hundred years, 2015. But 30, but his first
0: managerial job then would have been the Rays.
2: Right? Yes, the Rays were okay. his first.
0: Wow, head skipper job. All right, so uh, Ron was wrong with the Blue Jays anyway. All right, so, uh, we'll come up with something. But uh, good to get a little element. And thank you, Ron, for there suggesting. You Thanks, that. Ron, for hanging on for half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to make him do that. I, I really didn't. I apologize for that, Louis and I forgot about it. Is what I happened. know you did.
2: I kept trying to remind you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's what happens when you're on a roll. All right, so we're coming back with more. We'll see if we can do it again in the next hour of the program here. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby Lubitz with you. And uh, happy to have you along for the ride here on, I on Channel Once again, uh, what about uh, we should play a little George Benson, huh? This masquerade about this uh, thing at the Versace Mansion. It's taking place Saturday night. It's going to be a masquerade uh, gala party. Uh, with a concert to uh, benefit also uh, Ukrainian refugees. I mean, uh, just a great, great fundraiser. Robbie Seller behind this thing. You know that any uh, thing that Robbie Seller is a part of as a producer, come on. Uh, talking about top-notch stuff here. Uh, so uh, more information, uh, and it's the unveiling is the name of the event, the unveiling. And uh, just, just Google that, and you'll get all the information for Saturday night. And um, who knows? We may show up in a disguise uh, of some sort. No? Sure. Luby, Masquerade? Sure. Whatever your favorite
2: costume is when you're there, that was us.
0: Yeah. So if there's <laughs> two or the three stooges. <laughs> people will immediately recognize us from the show. All right. Uh, and, and thanks again, the people at Highlandia Park. Highlandia Park Trivia Challenge on a Thursday. Tomorrow, Degenerate Friday, the professor with the big board. That's always a lot of fun. And Kate and Brainard from TVG on the Belmont stakes. So uh, looking very much forward to uh, tomorrow's show as well. we'll be back with more, finally, in a moment. Now that.
3: the time.
0: I think that's the record, Luby. It's uh, 8.02. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, Free play when you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Highly Apart.
2: These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Land Lovers Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. You're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery thank goodness for landlumbers for making you always feel right at home.
1: Catholic Health Services is committed to care that changes as your needs do. Our full continuum of services is designed to be there throughout your care journey. If you need assistance with daily living, post-acute care following a serious health event, or additional medical care at home, we also offer skilled nursing and palliative and hospice care. Your care needs may change, but our commitment never does. Catholic Health Services, South Florida's number one choice for post-acute and end of life care visit catholichealthservices.org the
2: winner to organize the 222 FIFA world
1: cup is qatar we now return to the defo show right mm-hmm.
0: All right, welcome back to the show. Good to be with you here on this uh, Thursday, Highly Apart Trivia Challenge. Uh, I was considering another trivia question here, uh, Luby, and, and I think I'm going to toss it out there, and somebody can call in if they'd like to, because uh, we do have to give away that landlord's gift certificate, do we not? Courtesy of Highly Apart. Yes. And courtesy of uh, your great connection with Alex Sufrine, a degenerate's degenerate who really should be a part uh, when we finally establish our degenerate channel, 24 Hours of Degeneracy Talk, uh, which uh, I think would be a big hit, would it not? Mike sure. I mean, if I was going to design a channel, it would all be based on gambling, especially since uh, last night. Literally, the one thing that I see while I'm at that Stinger's bar trying to dodge the rain and the lightning on my walk of life is a guy telling me that uh, this is his surest bet that he's ever made in his lifetime, that you can bet your children's unborn children's children <laughs> on Clay Thompson being under 19 in the hook. So, no, I, I didn't watch the entire ballgame. I, I watched the beginning and then I kind of, uh, you know, bound out there for a while. And, and when I came back, there was Clay Thompson going to the stripe after getting uh, fouled uh, on a jump shot uh, from uh, the uh, perimeter there. And um, but not not, not a three pointer. And, and he's going to the line for two. And he's already got eighteen points. And you know he's going to switch to two points. And this guy's bet is Burial City, my friends, Burial City. And, and you're thinking. These are the experts they're putting on TV. I mean, uh, you know, and uh, usually, like I said, uh, Luby, many, many times, I mean, with extremely sound logic, where you could easily become convinced that they knew everything that there possibly would be to know about uh, where to place your money except on the winning side. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, routinely, just just Burial City. I, you know, here was a guy that that literally, with a compass, he couldn't find a basket. <laughs> <Like> Thompson. <laughs> Yeah, until last night, and then he there is you go. shot putting. Uh, I mean, the ball up there, and and, and not missing by like at narrow margins. These are bricks of gargantuan proportion. I mean, just the the heaviest bricks I've ever seen hoisted by a guy who was considered a shooter. You you can't go into this kind of a shooting slump. This was ten cup with a basketball, wasn't it? I mean, uh, you know, every ball's in the water. What are you, are you yes. talking about, Clay? Yes. They're asking Steve Kerr, and Steve Kerr's great at dodging these kind of questions, isn't he? I mean, Steve Kerr can deflect, uh, you know, some kind of question that he doesn't want to answer with more grace and dignity than anybody. But he just kind of gives it that shake of the head and goes, uh, well, you know, uh, Clay Thompson's a great shooter, and, uh, you know, he's going through a little bit of a slump, but he's aware of it. <laughs> How can aware. he not be aware of it, man? It's embarrassing what this guy was doing, man. <laughs> This is like a pro golfer. You know how it's always amazing. You know they have like a fifty-seven foot putt uh, that's going to go six different directions. And, and if you tap the ball, uh, you know e- even more than uh, you know uh, one one possible uh, dose of speed off off target. It's not only going past the hole, but but it's going off the green and into a lake. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and, and he, he's he's just missing everything like that. I mean, um, you know, just blowing it by the hole and, and right into, uh, you know, some kind of sand trap or uh, little ravine there that they happen to have uh, just uh, conveniently located right by the green where your ball always manages to find it. Unbelievable, right? One little moat there in front of that hole at the no, most. always right and there. How yeah. many balls? Kerplunk City. Yeah. Right in.
2: The water. I haven't hit it to the right yet. There's water to the right. I'm hitting it right to the right.
0: Every time, exactly. Right? Find and I want to tell you, the sports psychiatrist, uh, just block out the. Don't obstacle. think. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> block this. Screw you. <laughs> anyway, the golf world is buzz uh, with all of nah, this uh, yeah, nonsense yeah. that's going on here, and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I, I wouldn't be inclined to go to a, a streaming service to uh, watch golf. I do enjoy watching golf tournaments. I enjoy betting golf tournaments, uh, and I think it's one of the best bets that, that you could possibly make in terms of getting value for your money if you were considering losses as entertainment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nice way of saying you're fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, no, if you were considering losses inter- as entertainment, Um, I I would have unless you're just hopelessly out of it right away, which does happen. I mean, uh, the last I would have to say six tournaments that we've been involved in a pool. We were essentially toast. Yeah. Day number one, man. We were right there in that scene out of the Blues Brothers where, uh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, here's, uh, you know, an order of plain white toast coming your way. Uh, You know, and, and that's it. You're toast. You're done. I mean, uh, burnt beyond recognition. It's Toast Patterson. As uh, you know, a couple of your guys are, are ballooning way up there. Guys that you were counting on. And hey, what is Jordan Smith doing at plus five? You, you, you can't even believe it. But if you're in contention, golf is a Oh, tremendous- it's great tremendous bet
2: you get a whole week you get from thursday to sunday the, yeah. n- the numbers you get even on like favorites is, is
0: is great and a lot of in-game decisions to be made because the odds are generous enough that uh if you get in even at the beginning of the tournament with one of the uh you know horses that are considered to be the favorites right yep you're in there uh you know with, with any of the guys that, that are hot right now i i think uh what is the guy's name is it casey Paul Casey? Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, oh, Cameron Smith is that the okay. guy? The, the British he's guy a with like the mullet?
2: I don't know him, but he's a player. Yes.
0: He might be the choice there in the upcoming U.S. Open. Cameron Smith. There you go. Sixteen to one, Louis. I was considering yes. that. Uh, you'll find that uh, much to your surprise. It's that's shocking. poverty. Yes, yeah, very shocking. Yeah, that's next week though. That's going to be the U.S. Open. Phil's going to play uh, apparently, and uh, the oh, U.S. That's that let you. Yeah, yeah. They're not. That's the PG. Usurping. Yeah, the uh, desires of the PGA to ban Phil from ever setting foot in the country again and telling him to go enjoy that sand in the Saudi desert, <laughs> you turncoat prick. You think that's what that Monaghan guy is uh, thinking right 100%, now about Phil? hundred percent, yes. They Phil, Phil, did I mean, Phil uh, outfoxed this guy, though, didn't he? I mean, in terms of the capital, it, it may be in disgrace. I, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I mean, Phil, Phil is, uh, you know, uh, the Teflon Don, is he not? In uh, golf. I mean, think about this. He was still representing a financial company after, uh, you know, being uh, I- involved in an insider trading team. Yes. <laughs> 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 Hello? Right? I mean, who, who else? And he's got like, what is that, KMPC? I don't know. That's Yeah, I don't know. He had it on his hat like, uh, you know, for two years after that, right? Well, he's on an indictment, but eh, no big deal here, Phil. <laughs>
3: You
2: ain't cheating, I you're not <laughs> trying. <laughs>
0: I, I don't find it so unscrupulous. I, I Maybe Andy would be better to talk about this. But, uh, you know, if some guy tells you, hey, listen, man, this stock is going to go through the roof, I mean, should you go, oh, geez, I can't believe this uh, information came from the inside. I, I'm not going to buy it. I mean, well, what are you going to do? I, I, I guess, you know, we're sort of, uh, you know, bailing out on this uh, issue. I, is it as bad as uh, like, uh, you know, ha- having your... Uh, name all over uh, now the Saudi government's campaign to kind of cleanse its image as uh, being guilty of, uh, you know, an annihilation of human rights uh, across the board, uh, you know, on many different levels, including slaughtering a guy and openly saying, well, (laughs) well, you're saying some bad things about the family. (laughs) I better not. This is going on uh, in Saudi Arabia here. And I I don't mean to condemn. I mean, look, I I don't know how how i I understand how most people would feel about it would be that uh, it was unconscionable of these people to take the money and and represent this particular position. And and then trying to uh, shrug it off as if they were saying, oh, well, you know, it's uh, good for the growth of the game, which who knows? Maybe it will be. Is that possible? Are more people going to play golf because they know they can get freebie money from the Saudis? I, I don't know.
2: I don't, I don't know. I, I, look, uh, and Andy's like he'd go the other way. He doesn't trust the tips. Uh, I, yeah. If they're giving you a tip, then they're giving a bunch of people the, the tip. So that means yeah. when everyone does it, it'll actually go up. So now just short it because
0: it eventually well, will go well, down. We, We've known of people who were inclined to uh, recommend a stock that was absolutely worthless, where the company <laughs> didn't even have a post office box in <laughs> Indiana. Exactly. And, you know, it was trading on the pink sheets at like a half a cent. (laughs) And uh, they tell everybody it's going to skyrocket. Tomorrow they're announcing that they've uh, aligned themselves with Elon Musk and are going to be a part of every venture that he is involved in in the future. And so uh, the thing soars to a dollar. They sell out. And and then it's a dump city. Exactly. Yeah. And you're stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Or any tip at the racetrack, for that matter. I mean, speaking of degeneracy right any tip at the racetrack uh, is usually a, a throwout uh, and yet uh, now th- the tips haunt you I-, I wonder if mike mayo suffers from this syndrome it feels like Word. he would be someone yes I, no, I don't stuff? think so. I I think he, he would be more cynical as to think, uh, you know, along the lines of uh, whatever this guy thinks, he's an asshole. Oh no, that's what I'm saying.
2: I'm, but I'm I'm just saying, like, if he does take a tip and it goes the other way, I'm sure he he'd be the one oh. gotta go. Of course, I took the one I took. <laughs> right,
0: right. Now, do you scratch that guy off your list of people to ever listen to again, or uh, do you hope that they give you more tips so that you can put a line through him like they <laughs> exactly. did? Exactly. Go the in other Let way. Let it ride. Richard Dreyfuss one way. of the great lines in any movie ever. It really was. I mean, uh, you know, just put a line through it, right? As soon as the tout came over there. Uh, You know, and and that would be a good way to uh, end up betting races. That may be the way that you have to figure out the Belmont Stakes, right? We're going to try and figure that out uh, tomorrow with the uh, lovely Kate Brainard. She's going to join us here on the program. Uh, Field of Eight going postward. Uh, This could be very similar to uh, Mike Mayo's uh, what what appeared to be clairvoyance about the fate of the Florida Panthers in the postseason, although slightly misguided. Yep, and and to the point where he let his bitterness, uh, k- kind of uh, cloud his vision that he had, which was uh, just absolutely pure monetary gold. Yeah,
2: <laughs> He should have held on and bet the Panthers. If you can, well, see, can you a series ahead like the Lightning?
0: He, he knew, he knew they weren't bad enough to lose to the Capitals. That's right? what I'm
2: saying. Like, can you bet ahead of time and get better odds that they're going to face the Lightning and then get swept?
0: Like, can you do um, that? I would imagine so. With today's wagering Somewhere. being what it is, it's just incredible, right? I mean, here's a guy betting his best bet of the night. Best bet out of all the things that you could bet, right? If you like the Celtics in the game, as I said, the simplest thing that you could have done is just take the Celtics on the money line. They're going back home. They played uh, very representative. They won the first game. They're right in there for two quarters of the second game. They They finally get blitzed. And uh, they don't recover. That's going to happen occasionally against Golden State, a team of three-point chuckers, the likes of which we haven't seen since you were playing recreational ball in the park. Correct? I mean, yeah. uh, and all of them can do it, right? Uh, even this uh, Porter guy he didn't look like a three-point shooter. He makes a key three-point bucket under pressure in the game last night. Steph Curry is swirling around there uh, doing his thing. Looked great. Although, did he get his leg crushed to the point where uh, it's over, my friend? Supposedly, he got hurt.
2: I I stopped when they brought it to 11 in the fourth, and then the Warriors missed a couple baskets in a row because they were just playing really lazy. Uh, With like six minutes left, I was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, you can tell that they're they're mailed it in. And then I saw this morning that he left early, but then he may play. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know what the hell happened.
0: Uh, to they, they took him out a couple of minutes ago. And then Steve Kerr, brilliant at dodging these sort of questions, was like, um, no, I, I took him out because we were trailing by 14. mean so, they were. I don't know. Trailing by 14 with two minutes to go. Golden State. They had a seven-point possession in the game. Come on, Stevie boy. Well, tell us the truth. Well, the man was screaming in agony on the bench. I don't Screaming know, in agony. <laughs> He looked like Zverev, uh, you know, when he there went to go. the locker room. Steph Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry, very gracious though. I, I, you can't help but like this kid, huh? I, I, I don't know that I'm going to Subway over Las No, no, I don't no. think so. I've been to Subway but, in a long time. Yeah, on Steph Curry's recommendation, because uh, you go know, might run into, run into Serena there. There you go, or Brady. <laughs> they're just hanging. Stop, out. Hey, Tom, where's you selling the kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're having the turkey. <laughs> 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 it was like the Tiger
2: with the Buick commercials. It was like, when yeah. is Tiger driven a Buick? <laughs> like, exactly.
0: But, I mean, a uh, very likable Steph Curry, yes. uh, patiently answering questions that he really didn't feel like uh, answering. Uh, you know, and, and, and giving everybody, the reporters that were asking these questions, uh, sort of the uh, grace and consideration that uh, would be commensurate with a guy that you can't help but like. And then everybody that's ever fired one from 30, uh, you know, it's an awkward shot he takes also, isn't it? It doesn't it's not like, you know, you're watching, uh, you know, any of the pure form shooters yeah. that, that you've seen in your lifetime. Right. It's not Ray Allen out there. I was going to say, I mean, it's, it's not
2: like, Ray Ray. I. It's not horrible. It's not like Marion, but it's not Ray Ray. It's it's very yeah. weird. It's very quick release. It's the idea is to just get it out I, I, and and up. from a
0: low point. Uh, yep. Like, I uh, remember the guy that used to shoot from the hip, so to speak, which I never got About <laughs> to get into the Second Amendment again. But oh, well, uh yeah. But uh, yeah, he flicks it up from kind of a low spot, doesn't he? Yes, it's it's a it's a
2: weird three that he obviously formed because he was always small and he had to get the ball over the bigger dude. So he like yeah. brings it low when they're not ready for him to shoot it, and the shoots a fast and like it has a high arc. I look, I I don't know, I can't get used to just jacking up threes. And the Warriors, I forget because they haven't been good for the last couple of years. I forget that they like literally just throw threes up for ninety well, percent of the game.
0: What would Steve Kerr's philosophy be? Would yeah. you think? <laughs> Since uh, he stood out at the three-point stripe for two different teams, completely unguarded, and canned a zillion threes, a a very effective player in that role at a time where it was really first emerging and where every team that that was a successful team, no matter how much talent they had on the roster, still had to rely on that one guy, right? The uh, Jim Paxons of the universe, right? How many times did he bail out Michael Jordan? Uh, in his career with the uh, with the uh, Bulls, Hodges uh, later on uh, became that three point designated shooter for the Bulls. They had another guy too in, in that run that that was very good. Oh, Steve Kerr. It was Kerr, right? It was
2: Hodges, then John Paxson, then Kerr was like yeah. the order, and they crossed over. Like, I who, who, they who was the
0: best other. of them? Who was the best of them? Paxson or Kerr? I say Kerr
2: because I think he hit, like Paxson hit the one big one that we know. I think Kerr did it multiple times, and then he did it with the Spurs too. Like Kerr went onto yeah. the Spurs and did the same thing. Was there like bill out right.
0: three point guy? Admiral's throwing a ball out to the three point stripe there, and there's Steve Kerr. Hey, guess what? He's all alone. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, if, uh, yeah, Mayo hadn't clouded his clairvoyance, uh, you know, and, and been so bitter about the Florida Panthers and his dispute with the Panther executive, he, he would have realized that what he really needed to pull the trigger on was the sweep by the Lightning. Yes. Because he saw the failure, he saw that this team was going to do a pratfall. And 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 that's the kind of thing that you need. You need those kind of instincts. But then you have to be able to react to them. Yep, yep. And and you can't be one of those people that uh, you know because uh, you got a tip from somebody else is going to let your opinion be influenced. I I know this from experience. I was going to say, (laughs) I am the most guilty of this. (laughs) I should be doing time for the number of uh, blown opportunities. (laughs) You know, with the mind bets that uh, that you didn't make, and then uh, you know, going ahead and actually, you know, plunging down some money on something, but disasters. uh, Cameron Smith, Cameron Smith, you mark my words here. When's the U.S. Open? Sixteen one, my friend. If he's the guy I'm thinking of, which I believe he is, with the silly-looking mullet, and uh, he's like from uh, England, but but he he looks like a hillbilly. Have you seen this guy? He's real good. He's red hot right now. I think he's hotter than Scotty Scheffler had his run. But you know how this goes on the golf tour. That's why if you could bank 120000 for finishing last in a 48-man field, could you forget about, uh, you know, so I hate to say it. He,
2: yeah. So he is the mullet guy, but he's Aussie. He's from Australia.
0: Oh, Australia. Okay, yeah. But doesn't he look like he's from Gainesville? Yes,
2: yeah, so I know. He looks like he's a gator. Or, like, uh, he should be in a, be at Kentucky a gator wildcat.
0: somewhere drinking moonshine, <laughs> out Mississippi <of> a, State, <laughs> uh, an impromptu still that sprang up out of a Winnebago. All right, <laughs> we're gonna come back with more. Jimmy Johnson's big chill, man. Now, wow, uh, that sounds like a great thing for the weekend. What's the weekend gonna be like? It's uh, been kind rain of raining, raining every now, day, so
2: I'm that. hoping that means this weekend will be great.
0: Okay, yeah. I told you I got caught up in that thing on a walk of life, and uh, what did I do? I turned it into a a Budweiser and a martini. There you go. And a chicken Caesar salad there, courtesy of the lovely cat there at Stingers, Uh, the Mustang. Actually, how about this one? Uh, This is, Did something happen? Was a spark germinated and generated on our trip to Italy where uh, Mustang became concerned that I was out on my walk of life, Mm -hmm. and the rain all of a sudden encompassed the area with lightning striking right in the area. I mean, like giant uh, lightning bolts. I guess there are no small ones, right? Yeah, lightning bolts. And, uh, and then we're on the outskirts of this thing, and, and I, I rarely would I stop. I mean, I don't care about the rain, right? You're going to get wet, so what? As long as it's not you a bad it anyway. Yeah, I mean, if it's a blinding, pounding rainstorm, yeah. it's kind of annoying if you still have like a mile and a half to go. So uh, I, I actually uh, happened to be right by Stinger, so I, I decided to pack it in. But the Mustang had already gotten in the car. And was going to come and get me find you knowing that you. I got caught, caught up in this, you know, caught up in this storm because when I left, it was fine outside.
2: That's nice. Shirley would definitely never do that. <laughs>
0: no, no way.
2: Are you kidding? Me? She took <laughs> my, uh, my
0: car, though, uh, which has no gas in it. Oh, of course, because uh, I, I'm waiting for the price to come down.
2: Oh, good for you. Some of us have to drive places (laughs) So we can't do that You drive so little that you can wait
0: (laughs) I'm hoping the economy shifts By the time I have to buy gas again But I've got like an eighth of a tank In the
2: next week, there you go You know, when the range thing comes
0: up It says, fill it up already, you moron It doesn't even have like a number Any more attached to it It ain't coming down Yeah but I did appreciate that. I mean, a Mustang. I, I think that this was a, a spark of An new awakening. love. I mean, to, to go out on the road in yeah. the rain with a car that was lacking in fuel, uh, with the sole purpose of saving me and rescuing me from maybe being struck by lightning. I, I'm overwhelmed. I, I really am. I'm very. The sweet. trip to uh, Italy was worth every of the uh, one of the twelve <laughs> twelve grand. times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have won on Wheel of Fortune. Here, yeah, going to Italy. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Pat. And you know what? Say hello to Vanna while I'm on my way out oh, the door. God. All right. Uh, we're going to come back with more here on the uh, Default Show. Jimmy Johnson's Big Show would be a great place to yes. go, though, uh, wouldn't it? Uh, whether it's supposed no, to be wow.
2: hit or miss, so that's perfect. Jimmy Johnson, whether it's sun or rain, it's a great time.
0: So you're good. Still a good time, yeah. I mean, and they have the uh, sports bar there. You got uh, an opportunity to watch, uh, I'm assuming, what? You still have a couple more games, at least, in the uh, hockey series. Uh, yes. Rangers uh, still embattled uh, at 2-2 with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Who, who do you like in that game tonight, by the way? Olivia?
2: I'll cross yeah. my fingers for the Rangers. I've, I've actually started to grow a hatred for the Lightning. Like, the Tampa yeah. fan is sort of like no, the Boston not a respect. fan.
0: respect. I mean, uh, not, a, no. not a healthy respect. The Tampa fan has
2: become really annoying Like they because they have winners in all the sports. Yeah. They're like loud mouths now, and it's really annoying to me. They're what
0: makes anyway. I mean, uh, no, I like the people from Tampa, but uh, maybe good know, humans they, as it's fans It's like are a town by comparison here.
2: Yes, and they've well, sucked forever a couple of things. until the last like five years, and now they're winning and everything, and it's like it's just
0: annoying. I don't want to hear it anymore. Is Bush Gardens still like a, yeah, big, a big attraction deal. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still it's there, still it's open. better. Yeah. Bush Gardens is great, All right. especially if you like so, roller coasters. You know, there you have it. I mean, as Gordon Sully would say, you have a bunch of bumpkins out there that are sucking down cans of Bush beer. <laughs> There's your, you know, there's your description of Tampa from a uh, tourist standpoint. Uh, no, I mean their fans are okay, though. Know? I, I worked over there uh, quite a bit me. in my uh, youth, and uh, you know I really enjoyed the people there, and they're good sports fans, and they, they deserve this success because their teams are doing it with ingenuity, Luby. They're not just out there, uh, you know, trying to sell the public that uh, every move they made is brilliant when it's going to be a, just a, a flat out failure. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, you know it's one of those deals where uh, you know they've done it all on in ingenuity, including making Joe Madden a big star as a manager before he uh, later went on and distinguished himself by losing twenty eight in a row with the Angels. <laughs> No, I like Joe Madden. He's a good guy. He's a good ambassador ambassador oh, yeah, for the game. Know. I like this guy. All right, we're coming back with more. Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, checking out Mile Marker 104, the Overseas Highway, great food and drink all the time. Uh, whether you're looking for something casual, whether you're looking for uh, just a, an innovatively made and delicious pizza or, uh, you know, high-end stuff. I mean, uh, some of the best seafood you're going to find anywhere in the Keys, right there at Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill, Mile Marker 104, the Overseas Highway. In Key Largo. I'm Jeff DeForest. He's Mike Luby Lubitz. And uh, we're back with more in a moment. Now that. The time. It's 826. Hey, folks. Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere. Not too loud, but good energy. Reasonable prices. And a place where you feel comfortable. You're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. Good for a family. Good for a date. Or just a night out for yourself. And prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched. Steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight?
1: From the newly renovated sports bar to the beautiful Bayside views captured at the Tiki bar, Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill has it all. Located at mile marker 104, the Big Chill also offers waterfront dining while experiencing breathtaking sunset views of the Florida Keys. It's simply the hottest spot in the Keys to cool off. That's Jimmy Johnson's Big Chill at mile marker 104 in Key Largo. For more information, Call today at
2: 305-453-9066. Any time of year, things can happen to your home or business. And the insurance company can be your friend, but they also can be your enemy. Verizon Public Adjusters, Justina Testa, are here for you to help this process go so much easier. Seven to ten times more money recovered with a public adjuster than if you went on your own. If there's no recovery, there's no fee for you, call. Insurance Company, call Horizon Public Adjusters and Justina Testa at
3: 954-809-8752.
0: Robert Klein, a pleasure. Huge fans and been bombarded with uh, messages and texts attesting to your brilliance and, and how much they uh, have enjoyed your work over the years and still outstanding. Thanks so much. I don't know if you have one second real quick. Yeah. The Bronx Olympics yeah. would look like what? I called a friend of mine, and I asked him if he was watching the fencing, and he said uh, he, he thought that involved moving stolen merchandise. <laughs> but at the Bronx Olympics, So, what, what would be the number one event?
2: The number one event would be uh, the shout. Who could shout?
3: Yo! Uh,
0: The only way
2: to get your morning started is with Defoe, joined by Luby, right here on The Defoe
0: Show. Very enjoyable time we have with uh, Robert Klein, that time he joined us on the program here. Uh, One of the brilliant comedic minds who's uh, been able to sustain. Wow, you talk about longevity and still being very funny. Uh, Robert Klein. Very innovative uh, stand-up comic. Uh, goes all the way back to like the Ed Sullivan show, this guy, huh? Here's Rarick Klein. You missed out on that. Uh, you would have loved yes, that. Really uh, it's one of the all-time great variety shows. Uh, all right. Uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, good to be with you. I, I had a debatable uh, hot uh, sports topic uh, type of survey question, uh, Luby. And then uh, I also have a question I'll throw out there for the Highland Park trivia play- players uh, for the gift certificate. And uh, that would be, uh, and there are no choices on this one. You just have to know the answer, okay? And this guy just recently lost in a title unification uh, bout for, like, all four bantamweight boxing belts, WBA, WBC, International Bribery Federation, and uh, the World Boxing uh, Organization, if you will, All right? And uh, there was a guy, uh, his first name uh, escapes me, but his last name is Anui, and he's a Japanese kid a knockout artist and he knocked out my man Nonito Donaire who I always like as a boxer and uh Donaire is still was still very uh, alive uh, as a boxer uh, in his 40s now. Uh the question would be this, Nonito Donaire uh who uh, would be if it wasn't for Manny Pacquiao, he would probably be the number one <laughs> Filipino boxer. I, I don't know, of all time is that possible? No else. If it wasn't for Pacquiao, Nonito Donaire from the Philippines also. Uh and um Uh, Very accomplished. Won won a bunch of different titles, and uh, was still a title holder here in his 40s. Had won the championship in a pretty uh, tough series of bouts. He defended, I think, once. Anyway, he gets knocked out by this guy. Uh, But he he says much of the transition and his ability to uh, compete to this stage was due to what former disgraced sports figure? Mm. All right. How about that? What former disgraced sports figure? And I'll give you a hint. The guy wasn't an athlete, but he was a well-known sports figure involved in some of the most infamous stuff that was ever reported on in the history of the sporting world. Who was it that Nonino Denaire attributed his long-term success to uh, when he got involved with oh, treatments cool. with this particular guy? No How's that for a question? That no that idea? Is
2: that your guy... Uh... What the hell is his name? You name? don't want
0: to answer the question, though. We're, we're going to uh, yeah, know, yeah. throw it on out there. Yeah, I don't All
2: know. Right. I actually don't know.
0: I have no idea. All right, if anybody wants to uh, venture a guess here, which I would imagine there'd be few, <laughs> which is kind of why I threw out a ridiculous <laughs> question. No, <laughs> That's why we need gurgles, man. <laughs> There's no doubt yeah, about ma'am. it. But I thought of this guy recently because uh, when I saw Donaire getting knocked out, I, I watched a little replay of this thing, and it took place at an oddball time. Uh, is Japan like two days away from the rest of the world in terms of time? Because uh, th- this uh, sort of came hours. across this news on, like, Monday night. I think it's 12 you know, hours. I'm thinking, why are they fighting on a Monday night? Uh, so, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's probably like Saturday in Japan. They're 13,
2: 13 hours ahead. It's 930 at night right now in Japan. Oh, yeah? Okay.
0: Well, I don't know how that, uh, you know, equates out mathematically. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, it was an oddball time that this uh, result was announced. Uh, but, uh, yeah, th- there's a guy that's been in uh, Nonito Denier's corner. Who was involved in one of the most infamous uh, ever episodes in the history of sports? Who was that man? Is the question. And uh, the number is what nine five four four one seven zero zero seven zero. Correct, Luby?
2: Yes, that is the number. Let me get it up here for you. Nine five four four one seven zero zero seven zero.
0: Yes, sir. All right. And whoever comes up with the name here, gets the landlubber's gift certificate or just the. Uh, personal pride of knowing that you answered an impossible question it's not impossible i mean i i think the answer is fairly obvious believe it or not mike luby limits but maybe that's because i know what it is so. <laughs> I, I made up this stupid question myself all right topical sports debate that's what you wanted us to go towards on the show luby more sure. uh, contemporary topical conversations correct? i mean that was like 10 years
2: ago i i, I gave up on that like in 2011.
0: <laughs> <But> sure. <laughs> lists and things of this nature. All right. So we go to football, Libby, And uh, this is one I uh, looked at today on uh, CBS Sportsline. All right. Mm-hmm. And they were ranking the top quarterbacks in order in the AFC. A oh, quarterback good. loaded oh, God. conference right now. All right. So they have it. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Still number one in your opinion? Yes. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Number two, they have Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills, certainly a coming star if he isn't one already. Look to be capable of taking the Bills to the Super Bowl. Maybe they're one of those teams that ascended to near the top, and now they're ready to make the big move. A lot of people like the Bills this year to represent the AFC in a Super Bowl. You could probably get what? Can you get five or six to one on that? I don't know. A lot of people
2: are higher on them than the Chiefs. A lot of people have them as their favorite.
0: Justin Herbert. Comes in at number three, Justin yeah. Herbert. Certainly not impossible to envision. Now, I think people are high see on him, where but I mean that's not where I would. Do you see where this is going, though, uh, from I a local standpoint? I totally stand get point. where it, you're going hard. with
2: it. I think, the, I think, I'm curious for this year. I think this year's going to be a lot of fun if you're Tua and you're a Dolphin fan. So I, I think Justin Herbert's gotten a lot of attention for oh, statistics he oh. put up. But go on, go right it. So they have. Well, Herbert hold on,
0: because we'll probably finish the show before I get to Tua on this list to aim for all right and, and this is a the list ten. of uh, ranking the top quarterbacks in the afc that was compiled by uh, cbs Sportsline. Mm-hmm. uh they have russell wilson with the denver broncos now and uh he, he is in there at number four and uh, certainly conceivable that he would be uh the top you know in the top five quarterbacks in the afc go on. Yeah, go on. joe burrow young joe burrow I'd who put him him so, so well uh, last year i mean just absolutely fantastic Uh, They have Lamar Jackson, uh, Baltimore Ravens, uh, come see, come sigh, but uh, certainly uh, worthy of uh, consideration in that spot. Deshaun Watson, we we don't know uh, what he's going to do.
2: And every day it's another woman coming out, so uh, we may never see him again.
0: Yeah, what is it now? I mean, uh, he He, he booked like 66 different. I mean, you know, everybody had their move, huh? Now, I'm not saying that he did any of this and that it wasn't consensual if he did, because he didn't deny that. uh, You know, he never said, like, hey, nothing happened here. He just claimed that whatever uh, was involved was consensual, which is entirely possible. Go to an Asian
2: spa and get a happy. Like, like, there are places that do this. They're willing to do it. They're cool with it. Like, Why do you have to get cute? Like, I don't like these guys. It's such a power move. It has nothing to do with sex because there's plenty of places. Or go to Vegas where you can have this was this
0: thing though remember when tiger yes, had this uh, thing, thing. Where, where he was dressing in a business suit or something with no pants on and he <laughs> was getting uh you know um oral sex from uh, various uh, waitresses waitresses and hookers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah yeah i mean come on tiger, people I mean. have all kinds of strange sexual uh you know uh affinities I can't and uh but this uh this might have been his thing you know i mean to see it might have been
2: that's it. <laughs> clearly his thing like he'd go on instagram get a random girl that was a massage masseuse come do some she's already of shit, giving him
0: know. a massage in, in sensitive areas yes right? all of a sudden you would, would like get in a position like remember st- those days where it was like an erector set luby yeah. you might still be involved in something <laughs> those days <laughs> And a rector set, man, it was just I, I, yeah, I like that, yes. Okay, now, now now we're getting uh, way out of bounds with you what are. we uh, wanted to have. You know, considering that we were looking at a list of quarterbacks, quarterbacks. and trying to figure when when we were going to get to two at Tango. So probably
2: like sixteen. All right, so they Deshaun Watson at seventy, and though we probably won't
0: see him for the next two years. Deshaun Watson. Uh, okay, yeah, but that is a strange story, though. I mean, uh, is it not? Well, he just uh, he, and, he
2: and his lawyer is so obnoxious that the women that work is that that Rusty out, Harden guy? It is one hundred percent Rusty Harden, the Rusty Harden, Harden yeah. and okay. they're both victim blaming, and the victims are like, all right, if you want to be that loud, we were trying to let you. Go go let it go screw you so every day it's a new because Harden's being defiant and being a jerk and Deshaun Watson's being defiant and being a jerk and that's fine they're just pissing off the women and the women are coming out of the woodwork every day
0: All right, what's Raj got to say about any of this uh, at this point uh, I don't know nothing he went uh, Colonel uh, what was that Colonel Kling yes I know nothing um, okay uh, they have uh, Derek Carr uh, in behind Watson you'll love this one who do you think is number nine on this list, my friend? This is uh, of the 16 starting quarterbacks uh, slated to go to the post Tannehill? in the AFC this year. Cause he, Ryan he, Tannehill. He's good not one. good.
2: They still want to pretend like he's good. And this year, he'll really fall off a cliff because they got rid of his best receiver, A.J. Brown. So Okay,
0: so we're nine deep in this thing, yes. and we have no mention of one, two, a 10. Well, Tannehill he'll be like 15. The man who's going to spark this dynamic, uh, Mike McDaniel offense, and, uh, you know, n- not necessarily uh, getting uh, any kind of high regard or respect from whoever put this list together. But, I mean, it- it's hard to argue that he fits in above any of these guys, is it not?
2: i put him way ahead I of I mean, maybe though.
0: only Watson because he might not play. I'd put him but ahead But you tanny can't tanny really, really consider that. I mean, person. this is just uh, a list speculating as to uh, what's on paper. Uh, all right, so Matt Ryan now uh, over from the Atlanta Falcons is with the Colts. Mm-hmm. And uh, he- he's in at number 10. I, I think that's uh, believable. Matt Jones. No. Certainly looked uh, like he had far more potential uh, than uh, Tua Tango Bailoa in, in year number one. You don't, you don't agree with that? The last quarter of the year, the he Patriots? was
2: horrendous. When they started playing better defense, he was an average to bad quarterback. Like, whatever. They have this because he's a white guy in New England, so they yeah. have to make him better than he is. He's not a good quarterback. He's an. Oh, so you back. say
0: this is based on racism? I. Nice. I'm okay. saying
2: nice that they do a weird a thing with Mac is, Jones. Baby. He's a white guy in New England, so they make him a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. The last quarter of the year, he wasn't good. I, I
0: think he's good. I don't know. I, I know I you do. He's accurate guy. Woohoo!
2: The yeah. if you look at him, the last quarter of the year, they stopped talking about Mac Jones because he was average to bad.
0: All right. All right. Well. uh... Belichick will get to the bottom yes, of that. Uh, he's uh, going to make him mistake. And, and, yeah. and he uh, implies that uh, Tua is behind Richard Todd. I mean, he probably will be. On this list, yes. Yeah. yes. All right, uh, you have Trevor Lawrence uh, in, uh, at number 12. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> with was? the Jacksonville Jaguars. I would put him ahead of Tua,
2: outside of if we look at how he was in the NFL, and he definitely had a way worse rookie year than Tua did, but sure, keep going.
0: Okay. They're all so, better uh, than Tua. Tua. Tua comes in at number 13. There you go. <laughs> Which leads you to the magic question, like uh, they talk about in boxing sometimes. Well, who did he beat? Or, or college football. Well, who did they beat? Or uh, any sport for that matter. Well, who did they beat so far? They're picking up on the uh, dregs and the schminks, the bag ladies of the universe. Uh, so uh, he, he's only ahead of uh, a picket of the rookie, Pittsburgh he's Steelers. Never ever. going to be the starter. Yep. Hack Wilson, Zach Wilson with the New eight. York Jets, who uh, has looked horrible so far. And, uh Yes. And uh, is it Davis Mills? Yes,
2: who was a like a second or third round pick who is only starting because the Texans are full on tank.
0: Those are the only three guys uh, yes. that they have placed a Tua Tango-Vailoa ahead of. And, and you would have to say it's not easy to argue with that list. Is he ahead of Trevor Lawrence at this stage of his career? Yes. Tua I would put him at like eight on that list. I you put you him would rather of- start... Tua than Trevor Lawrence. Yes,
2: yeah, Trevor Lawrence was a pick machine. Like, I, it's not his fault, and I think he'll eventually be fine. But you had, like, they're picking in Two words
0: there before you get going. Urban Meyer. I, 100%
2: Urban Meyer, and I think Trevor Lawrence will eventually be a good quarterback. Couldn't put he's you not now. Meet
0: at the pro level. Unbelievable. I,
2: I don't know what they're going off of. Like, are you going off of what we've seen? Because that's what you're blaming Tua for. You're not using his potential, you're using what we've seen. Or are you going off of potential? Pick. Because Lawrence is not what we've seen. Who else would you put him ahead of though? I'd put him ahead of Ryan, who's in his sixties. I'd put him uh, ahead, ahead of ahead Ryan of Matt Tannehill. Ryan, you put Tua. yes, Tua's numbers were solid, and he had no Matt Ryan had this a monster tight end, and he had he was on a team that was supposed to be at least decent offensively, and he put up nice numbers. And he's old as hell,
0: like I, whatever. You know what's great about you? Uh, you know because uh, I, I knew you would love this this topical sports uh, it's material. Stupid. And that you would fall, like, you know, just uh, face first um, for it. I mean, <laughs> of course, you know I'd fall for this. <laughs> Who the hell knows? I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking this. Uh, honestly, the whole Tua thing, it, it really uh, has been capsulized now. And, and, and we'll all be right in front of everybody this season. Yeah, this year's everything. And that's right? fine. I, uh, and, I, and it's fair to make, I mean, if you were in reserve of judgment as to whether or not this guy was going to make it or whether he was better than Justin Herbert or did the Dolphins make uh, an organizational and monumental Blunder in uh, taking Tua over Justin Herbert, who was picked one pick after him. Yes. And looks to be the prototypical hey, uh, NFL the quarterback. Whereas Tua is running around and he's all left. Does anything sure. happen to the right? Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. He's so a left hander. Okay. Logically, if he's going to be uh, <laughs> using lateral movement to try and dodge uh, getting sacked every other down, uh, he's rolling left. So, uh, you know, it, you now have an option, though, where, I mean, when, when you can throw some little stupid Joe Cap like pass and drop it into the hands of Tyreek Hill. And, and then, uh, you know, uh, on the other side, you have a guy uh, of similar ability that in uh, Waddle that's, you know, I mean, that, that guy, wow, well, what a season he had. Think about that. You had a team that was one and seven, and this guy was shining. Hmm. And then as the team progressed and won eight of their last nine games. Uh, Waddle was really the impetus behind that, was he not? Or or a major force. And and then uh, it was interesting, uh, you know, because we were talking about, uh, you know, the the, uh, Dolphins' defense all of a sudden. with Mike West off yesterday. And and he really believes that they have a hell of a defense. So, yeah. Maybe they'll uh, quit themselves. And and, and that would take a lot of pressure off of Tua also. Because he wouldn't be uh, in situations where the other team is, uh, you know, naturally just going to tee off on the fact that, the only place he can go is to his left. <laughs> it's not like Fran Tarkin out there, too. And uh, that, that reverse move, the reverse coachee spin move, yeah, yeah, yeah. that never works, right? You always end up uh, getting like a 50-yard sack. And exactly. On that particular maneuver. <laughs> this McDaniel guy, though, uh, re- really intrigues me uh, from a coaching standpoint as an NFL coach because uh, we- we've seen where this type of coach now is much more in vogue than, than the old uh, hard-ass, uh, you know, uh, okay, we're going to be running gassers till we get it right. I don't know. Well, it's just, uh, this, they,
2: they, There's so much money in it for the players, and the players have enough power now where it's hard to be that guy. You could get away with being that guy because you had all the power. In college, they still do it to a certain extent. I think the NIL is going to change that too, where the Nick Sabans of the world and are just like, well, screw you. Okay, you're allowed to transfer anywhere, and everyone has money. Okay, be the hard ass. So, but college, you could still do it. The last few years, NFL, there's so much money, and these guys get paid so much. Trevor Lawrence just ran Urban Meyer out of town. I mean, that's, I mean, outside of Urban Meyer was a total raving lunatic. But like, you if you're picking between the guys, you're picking Trevor Lawrence every every time. Like, it's just a different world now. The coach doesn't have that much
0: power. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know. I mean, if you, uh, Meyer, the, the guy was uh, just, uh, you know, what a complete lunatic he turned yes. out to be. Well, we've done that for a while my god i knew uh, h- how did they ever feature him on tv as a personality also? Ray, he's mean, supposed I, to be coming back the, uh, bizarre <laughs> things here is a guy completely vapid and devoid of any personality whatsoever has yep. the uh, credibility level of uh, i mean whitey bulger was more credible <laughs> than this guy when he was working for the feds come on <laughs> And 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 you know this guy's teaching honor and integrity, and then he's on TV as an analyst, and, and you're supposed to sit there and uh, be fascinated. I mean, I, I find Nick Saban pretty smarmy, but I mean he, he's more interesting than Urban, that's for sure. Yes, yes as yes. an analyst. Yes. Urban Meyer was. Uh, I mean, was he saying something? It's possible. See, now we're so used to the flamboyant color analyst. What, where you know the guy's jumping up and down and screaming and using charts and telestrators and all of this stuff. That that maybe if a guy was just giving it to you straight, like like this guy Jim Spanarkle supposedly does, on uh, color analysis on basketball, college basketball, and people he, he works with Ian Eagle, our good friend yes. uh, on occasion, but for some reason is kind of shuffled into the background because he doesn't have a Dr. J like flamboyance yes. to uh, everything that he does. All right, so is it possible that Urban Meyer is saying some uh, things that are just so intellectually uh, stimulating? And uh, so on the money in terms of his analysis that that we we miss it because he's not demonstrative about it about it. Or is he just no, he sucks. I mean, to me, like the most boring guy that <laughs> ever boring. was on TV.
2: He, first of all, has shown even well before his Jacksonville days to not have any character at all. But he always talks about character. That's what's amazing about him. He's always talking about character and, you know, all the old school crap when he's. The guy that had the most criminals on a team ever, so yeah. it, it was always fun that he would do that. And then on top of that, he said nothing. Like Urban Meyer's not good. Nick Saban, I can't stand Nick the Saban guy, but he's a good PR, analyst. Yeah. Well, no, when he analyzes games, he's actually generic
0: for me. Yeah,
2: he's actually pretty good as an analyst. So like, yeah. I can admit when a guy's good as an analyst. Urban Meyer sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just really bad. He has no personality. Like that's the whole point.
0: No, oh, he looks like a stiff, and you you know about all the ugliness that he was a yep. part of in his coaching career, including this most recent series of episodes, including, I mean, uh, did we give him a free pass on the twerking incident? No, he, well, he did another, like, three things after that. So he's oh, like away. another woman, right? <laughs> he's uh, giving you this whole sanctimonious garbage like he was Tiger Woods about how loyal he is and faithful to his wife, and he's, like, twerking out there <laughs> at some bar in Ohio <laughs> with, like, a known, uh, you know, town floozy. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if she was a known town of Fluzy. What was she, a soccer mom? I'm not exactly sure what uh, the woman was all about. But it was like, uh, you know, Cashman with Lisa Meanwell. We forget about the fact that he was cheating on his wife, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, the, the woman turned out to be so bizarre that you have to be sympathetic. <laughs> you felt bad from that she was a raving lunatic. <laughs> a lunatic. Same thing happened, uh, you know, with our good friend Rick Patino, right? Woman was a lunatic. Rick, what were you thinking? I guess, you know. I mean, uh, that, there we go again with sexual quirks. Yes. And, and you know, people uh, approach it from a whole different angle. I don't know how we got into that whole thing before, but uh, whatever it is, there's a tie-in. <laughs> all right. We're coming back with uh, more. We'll take you up until uh, 9 o'clock here on the East Coast. Uh, nice to see all of the uh, conversation here on the chat line. Always great. Uh, Tua, not highly regarded. 13 nah. out of 16. Well, that's fine. AFC. I think it's great.
2: I, th- I think this year will be a lot of fun for Tua. And I can't only, wait to only see what do him, with
0: man. Him. I mean... Talk about disrespect.
2: I can't see what I can't My wait friend. to see what they do with him. The first six or seven, fine. You want to say the first eight fine. He's better than Mac Jones. He at this point he's better than Trevor Lawrence. He's better than I don't know, you said a couple other names that I Ryan Tannehill at this point. Ryan Tannehill showed it last year when his guys were hurt and Derrick Henry was hurt and he played with what two was playing with, he sucked. Like I don't. I don't know why people. Oh, yeah, and, that and then guys, uh, like.
0: atrocious. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, two is. on that the moment of truth. Two
2: had that one two, game with two, three, two. three interceptions. This dude and Tua was only in the second year. Ryan Tannehill was in like his twelfth year. They wanted to make him an MVP candidate, and the dude in a playoff game had like four interceptions, and they were horrible interceptions.
0: Yeah, oh, he, he looked like year number one there with uh, Adam Gase. Where you were thinking Gase is either going to blow his brains yeah, out or his exactly. eyeballs are going to exactly. pop out of his head. Exactly. Who, who knew he looked so weird until he took off his hat at that first Jet Press conference? And <laughs> what well, the eyes? No the one I, had any idea, right? I mean, he looks like a normal guy, right? You're thinking, hey, Adam Gase, good looking young guy, right? Then he takes the hat off and uh, starts popping those Marty Felman eyeballs. And uh, you're asking yourself, uh, what form of fentanyl is affecting this man in this fashion? <laughs> <laughs> And you're introducing him. Only the New York Jets would continue to introduce this man as their (laughs) new head coach.
2: (laughs) It's funny because I went to college in the era. The
0: Dolphins fired him. The Dolphins fired him. Yeah, I forgot. got rid of him. And they don't do that.
2: I I went to the area. Like, there was a time, and now they probably moved on to other drugs. But, like, Adderall became a thing that you people, I never did this, but people would use it even though they didn't have a prescription to, like, study a lot. But you could tell when they were adding because, like, their eyes, <laughs> like <Yeah>. their focus.
0: <laughs> he did. And, He looked like he was gargling with and his
2: Gaze stuff. had that exact look where he was just, like, <laughs> scary. All like...
0: right. Uh, don't forget about, uh, yeah, I mean, Jack's got this thing going on, man. And, and uh, we talked about Robbie Seller, uh, just a stellar reputation. This is going to be a classy presentation at the uh, Versace Mansion. It's called The Unveiling, and uh, you can get tickets and information. Uh, it's going to be j- just a great, great concert. All the benefit Ukrainian refugees, and these are people that, wow, I mean, you know, it, it was gut-wrenching watching this uh, testimony, which unfortunately uh, was uh, falling on deaf ears in Congress from all of these people that have been victimized uh, directly uh, by these mass shootings. I mean, uh, how could you not have your, you know, your heart just absolutely uh, destroyed there uh, listening to these stories? Uh, incredible. The Ukrainian thing is, is no bargain. I mean, uh, wow. Uh, devastating to watch the news and then see some of the stories. Uh, and uh, Scott Pelley has been doing a good job with this, some of the other reporting, even on, you know, uh, other networks, uh, you know, that uh, you wouldn't think would be able to penetrate to this level. Of j- just unbelievable, uh, you know, the stories that they're bringing out of it. And uh, it, it, it really is. It, it's heart-wrenching. If you don't have, uh, you know, a soft spot for, you know, uh, contributing to this cause, well, then you don't have a yeah, soft spot for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, now check it out, The Unveiling, and that's at the uh, Versace Mansion. Uh, and it's going to be a VIP masquerade uh, gala party with a concert and the whole thing. Robbie Seller is involved, and, and you know what that means, people, in the entertainment industry. It's going to be first class. So, uh, check it out, The Unveiling, and uh, you can just Google that and get all the information, get your tickets there, and get your... Uh, now, now, is it like costume, a masquerade party, or is that like just involved masks and stuff? I think it's think? a
2: mask. Masquerades usually like... You can you dress nice. So you don't come
0: dressed as one of the Blues Brothers.
2: No, nah, it's, it's like a ball. Like usually, it's a really nice event that you'll dress nice, but then you'll like wear the really cool mask over your face to like sort of hide oh, okay. who you
0: are. So me coming as Belushi would. be I mean, be you a could broken. probably do it.
2: <laughs> your <laughs> default you sort of get away with things.
0: Hey, you don't want to look like an ass. You know no, I, mean? I would it's, not. Do like, do this is a first-class event. We're talking about the Versace Mansion, for God's sake. Exactly. All right, uh, check that out uh, at uh, the unveiling. All right, uh, we're coming back. We'll wrap things up in just a moment here. Glad you guys are with us, uh, and I want to say hello to all the people on the chat line. You're always welcome to participate there. Uh, now, Luby's kind of firing up the answers for us because uh, you should be able to
2: answer. I don't know how to get. you I don't the know answer. how to do it. Like, I, you well, know, and I don't want
0: to touch anything because the show's work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
2: will... I got
0: scared the other day. I, I was seeing nothing but tone bars, uh, you know, from the camera shot, and uh, then I realized I had forgotten to turn on the camera. That helps. Yes. Which is a key. And uh, I'm going to get my uh, all-natural lighting back, uh, I think, today via Wonderful. Amazon. There $15 piece was enough to fix the whole situation. Nice. All right, uh, we're, we're coming back with more in a moment uh, here on The Defoe Show. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby-Lubitz having a lot of fun today. And, and back with more tomorrow, Degenerate Friday. Kate yes. and the Belmont Stakes. Professor with the big boy. Oh, Mike you've missed. He definitely barman.
2: took advantage of you not being here the last two weeks. Oh, no. Brady? <laughs> it wasn't a Brady. It was just last week because the Top Gun movie came out two weekends oh, yeah. ago, and it was a huge deal. And we've talked about this over the years, how if you've watched the original Top Gun, and I didn't need the professor to point this out to me, it's very homoerotic. Like, I mean, you know, they, they did some things that I never did growing up when it came to male bonding. And Ken's always talked about this. So like, the new one came out, and it's not as homoerotic, but they're, they, they still delve into that world a little bit. So yeah. Ken last week did... Why Topkin is the most homoerotic movie ever. <laughs> so, well, we're you here. The air. Well, we're still in the we're here. We're still here. You know,
0: it's kind of like uh, we, we take our dogs to uh, a, a place where they take very good care of them. Uh, you know, and the lady's very lovely, and so is her husband. They got a great situation for dogs, but they have a lot of dogs there. And our hope is, whenever we go on a vacation, we have to board the dogs. Is that uh, you know, just keep them alive. You know, yes, that's
3: usually the <laughs> goal. That's usually
2: the. And goal. that was
0: the thing, you know, with uh, trusting you uh, with the show and uh, having the professor uh, with. Uh, I, I don't try to restrict the professor from doing no, it. No, 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 really it's don't. not like
2: he did something you wouldn't have been around the, for. The, the, you know, it's, the Nazi
0: <laughs> material. I, I there think was no you know, Nazi. No. no, no he no didn't grounds. Touch, I really want to cover. He didn't touch
2: right. on Nazis, and he didn't do anything that wasn't in the movie. Everything, he, he just showed snapshots of the movie and this thing that's in the yeah. movie, and he would just say, I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, he's great, man. All right, we'll have uh, the professor tomorrow, uh, the Gambling Gourmet, Mike Mayo, who was at Costa's yes. uh, this week, and he'll be at some Caribbean joint today. I'm yeah, today sure Donna's, we're, we're going to
2: Donna's in uh, Margate. There's a bunch of them around South Florida. That All it's right. like a mom and pop place that went big. And it's Caribbean. It's oh, I'm a big
0: fan of uh, Nikki Mohan. Uh, Nikki I Mohan's great. On that I yeah, real, great. I'm
2: a huge fan of her. She's actually she's a, really
0: she's sweet. She's a you know just a great, gracious, and uh, very very polished. Uh, but when well, she was doing the uh, news on Channel 10, uh, she was among my favorites. Uh, really, so I'm so glad that she's going to be a part of that Odyssey Radio app. Twelve o'clock today. Yep. You can catch uh, Mike Mayo's lunchbox. All right, and we'll have Mike on the show tomorrow. Uh, he, he might be ruined tomorrow if uh, the Rangers lose. The Rangers lose.
2: Loses, that'll be pretty rough. Because that's yeah. one team he's still like a fan of. Like, he, he the way he talks about them and roots them on, it's not as bitter media guy or longtime media guy. Like, it's childhood roots fandom.
0: All right. Uh, we're getting questions as to what type of mask we should wear to this party. I, I would think a ski mask would probably <laughs> be appropriate. All right. <laughs> Back in a moment. Now that. <laughs> It's 8 50, uh, eight fifty-five. If poker is your game, you're covered in style, and you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette, in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play, when you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park.
2: These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Land Lovers Raw Bar and Grill in the Plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. You're gonna have the best wings in the world. You're gonna have a great burger. You're gonna have their amazing soups. Again, Land Lovers Raw Bar and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for landlumbers for making you always feel right at home.
1: Catholic health services is committed to care that changes as your needs do. our full continuum of services is designed to be there throughout your care journey. If you need assistance with daily living post acute care, following a serious health event or additional medical care at home. We also offer skilled nursing and palliative and hospice care. Your care needs may change, but our commitment never does. Catholic health services, South Florida's number one choice for post acute and end-of-life care. Visit catholichealthservices.org. The lovely
0: Debbie Boone joins us here. The song You Light Up My Life. And it's one of those songs that, well, at least for some period of time, I think in virtually every human being, no matter what language they speak, that it was in their head for a period of time to the point where everybody walked around uh, with that You Light Up My Life on their mind, right? which has to be a sensational tribute and distinction uh, for anybody that's in the music business.
1: Well, for the most part, yes. And I am very, very grateful. But a few people did want to break that vinyl over my head.
0: (laughs) Here's your record, Debbie. I'm using it as a Frisbee. What are you talking about? (laughs) Buenos dias. The cafecito
2: is piping hot. Why not enjoy it with Defoe and Luby? It's now time for the Defoe
3: Show.
0: All right, welcome back to the show here. Uh, I had a great time being with you uh, all morning long. I don't know if we accomplished anything, uh, Louie. That's not necessarily our intent. It's never our goal. Some shows are here to educate. Some shows are to here learn. to stimulate. We are just here uh, trying to make a buck. <laughs> laugh. I just laugh. You know, we want to have a good time, man. Uh, get your morning off to a good start. Hopefully, we were able to do uh, some of that here today. And that would be a sense of accomplishment for us, much like we were talking about with Debbie Boone. I, I love the fact that she immediately like shrugged off That nonsensical uh, garbage uh, butter-up job that I was doing there. And I said, uh, you know what? People wanted to kill me, (laughs) DeForest. Which is a feeling I'm, uh, you know, uh, quite familiar with. People wanting to uh, just do you in. All right, Tua, no better than 13. So that was our topical sports uh, tribute for the day. Good job. You know, I I thought that went well because you took the bait. You got me all in. (laughs) <laughs> completely you were angry as a Yelling. fan that your are like, mad dog you no know better than 13 <laughs> this, about this is an outright disgrace you are you went jim mad dog manager chris russo yeah
2: <laughs> that means nothing <laughs> yeah I,
0: I don't know that anybody could argue with any of these names here i mean matt ryan I mean, he might I be am. 60 years old he's still better than two right now i mean i don't know we'll
2: I see if he would be on mean, that just, line just, i don't know as of
0: now on paper that's all Right? The Minnatoa, uh, you know, throws his uh, fifth touchdown pass in the opening game to Tyree exactly. Hill. And Waddle <laughs> has three, and they put up a record number of points here, not even eclipsed by the day, great Dan Marino. And all of a sudden, the offense looks like we're in the uh, O'Brien Marino shootout every week, but our defense is stellar and stout yep. and is shutting people out. We're winning like, uh, you know, one of those 1926 Chicago Bears teams, right? 82 to nothing here, and I tell you what, <laughs> some of the fans are starting to make their way to the exits it's like 2 degrees in Chicago they're still sitting around watching this bludgeoning <laughs> will that be the uh you know story here with a you know a rejuvenated Tua Tagovailoa career yes yes it will but i can't, i'm glad All that right. they're
2: still being very negative go and be negative everyone and disregard reality I, you know I, I,
0: I will say this i mean the, the modest... Uh, total that they have there at eight and a hook is that still a number are the dolphins yes. anticipated win? the total greek and i did
2: this with the greek when he, he joined me monday and he was seeing nine and a hook but and he still would have gone over I, but i looked it up and eight and a hooks what i saw everywhere so i mean I don't see why they I mean, can't it's a
0: 17 game season yes. that, that's and they won nine last year it's a modest number I, I mean for for a team that supposedly has all this great personnel that's a kind of a modest number in a 16 game season
2: yes they should go so, over. Well, here. you
0: would incline. I mean, if they don't win ten games this year, uh, that that would be that a disgrace disaster. for the way they they went all in, Johnny Chan, on, yep. on on getting players that that can play for them and perform for them now at the highest level. Yep. Traded a whole draft, right? I mean, it was Ricky Williams all over again. It was a whole draft, but yes. Is Mike Ditka? Hey, who's dumb enough to trade a whole draft? Mike Ditka, I'll do it. And then uh, Ricky wasn't all that great when he was with New Orleans, there. although he was he was fine. But, was uh, you know, he wasn't anything like he was when Dave Wonsack gave him the ball 500 times that <laughs> one year and <laughs> broke his back forever. Brilliant. All right, well, we have to run. Speaking of breaking our backs, sir, uh, we're, we, uh, you know, uh, trying to, uh, you know, break our way out of here. Literally, like those three guys in Missouri. Uh, how did he do that? I Man, he cut a hole in the roof of the prison. Do you see that? Yes. Boom, out back the door back, there, is, yeah. as if it was escape from Alcatraz. And uh, hopefully, did they find those guys, or are they still on a lamp?
2: I thought they got them. Didn't they get them? Oh, they did?
0: Okay. I thought they did. Oh, he's dangerous, yeah. How about that uh, weird story, too, where the chick busted the guy out of jail, and uh, then they ended up, uh, he, he was he was caught and uh, sent back to jail, and she blew her own brains out. Did you see that one? one uh, yeah, like we a I talked go. about that, yeah. Wow. Maybe the
2: three one I don't know about. That's the one we talked about.
0: Very much uh, reminiscent uh, of the uh, escape from Danamara, right? Yeah, that was weird. the chick got involved there and was a bit of a floozy. an idiot. The husband was weird husband and well-played by whoever really that actor was. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he really was portrayed a like a weird <laughs> upstate <laughs> a New Yorker. <laughs> Extremely well. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Degenerate Friday tomorrow here on ION Channel. The unveiling. Of Versace Mansion Saturday night. Google the unveiling. Bingo. You'll have all the information. Public invited. That's great party. They had a lot. Masks were big. Those type of masks. In Italy, they were being sold virtually everywhere, Louis. You got like a gelato and a mask. It, it, it was incredible. Uh, meatball and a mask. I, whatever you wanted. They, they were huge with masks. Do you know the reason for that? I no, mean, oh, no,
2: no idea. Maybe the opera. Maybe that's an opera, opera. an opera thing. An opera don't...
0: thing. yeah. I didn't have a mask in the opera. You I didn't should have, have a pants, mask man. we got in for free. How about that? Yeah. You think that was like $100 a copy, those tickets? Probably. We're sitting there in the front row. The guy literally almost fell in my lap when he was uh, pleading with the old man there. Uh, oh, sola mio. All uh, right, we'll see you tomorrow at uh, 7 a.m. with our Degenerate Friday program here on ION Channel and our other platforms. Till then, uh, for Mike louis Lubitz, I'm Jeff DeForest, and uh, join us again tomorrow at 7 as we we'll leave you on that. The time. It's 9 o'clock. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Look
3: what they've done to my show.